Hey there, folks. What do you know? We are back once again. It's the Uticast, episode 167. And this week, we are joined by the boys from the bakery music, uh, Eric and Jack had a great conversation with them. Uh, also this week, uh, Heather is out camping for Labor Day. Uh, so we have the return of Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson. We'll get a uh, little conversation with him about uh, Handshake City, about the success of Downtown Get Down, about what comes up next. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the heat. Bit of a low-key Labor Day episode for you folks this week. Uh, just, just doing our thing. Episode 167. Excited as always that you are here to join us on this ride that we call life and podcasting. Oh, yes. Labor Day week. It feels like Memorial Day to the heat. It does. It's, like it's May all over again or something. It does. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, welcome back, and let me be the first to wish you a happy and healthy Labor Day. I yes. hate Labor Day for the, like, we shouldn't celebrate that people have to work so hard. <laughs> just be I had work today. Yeah. I worked on Labor Day. <laughs> uh, as you've noticed, Heather is not here, because Heather texted me today. She goes, I didn't realize it was Monday. She's I'm, doing like, labor? camping. She's camping. <laughs> she's no, she's, no, she's actually enjoying herself. Uh, so she's out camping with camping the family. is overrated. I think I can vouch for that. So she'll yeah, you haven't be slept. Over it. You haven't slept indoors in like a week. No, one one night I think, and then last night technically, but I got home at like five, so that was like a half yeah. asleep. So. so this morning, yeah. <laughs> of course, this is the melodious tones of the one and only Justin Parkinson, who I tried to get on last week to talk about Handshake City it's um, camping. Yeah, camping. <laughs> Forgot all about it. And <laughs> That's nice, all right. Nice visit from Mark saying, you ready to go? I said, roll uh, out with yep. your... <laughs> sure, yeah. Roll out with your downtown get-down hangover to go <laughs> yeah, sleep in the woods on that. short notice. Yeah, with four kids, it was great. Oh, and you then, guys went out with the kids, yeah, too? Yeah. Oh, man. Brutal. And, of course, here, as always, the reliable, the charming, the happy and healthy Kevin Sullivan. What's up, man? Uh, man, just, you know, happy and healthy to be here, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Do you want to hear a terrible camping story? Always. And, uh, uh, minus, like, uh, also a toddler, terrible toddler story. I got my first dose of uh, having to take a two-year-old number two in a public place, oh, and it was go. a mess. Yes. Let oh, me I tell bet. You. I bet. That kid was just eating donuts all day long, right? And it came right Body's up the next not morning. Primed. No, Body's not primed for the kind there was of people knocking on the door because right when we had to go to the bathroom, they were cleaning all the other toilets. So there was one bathroom open, the handicap stall, just this own standalone unisex bathroom thing. There was mm-hmm. people knocking on the door, being like, "Come on, uh, man!" I was like. Got a two-year-old here with problems. You need to chill. You know, like you do. Trust me, you do not want Listen, to. Listen, you're going to need backup anyway, so go get them yeah. by the time you get. You're going to want to wait for the other bathrooms to get clean. Trust me. Other, <laughs> yeah, well, I can't believe we're going to get into this on Labor Day, but I guess the other the other one I have in terms of bathroom issues is. If you have to go to the bathroom at like a public place, like a stadium, like if you're at Yankee Stadium and you got to use like the stall as opposed to the urinal, that's that's like a race because you don't want to be in there for more than like two minutes because it might be a huge line. People are like giving you oh, that pressure, like, what's taking yeah. them so long in there, yeah. right? People want in and out. They want to yeah. get back to the game. So any sort of stadium or event, that's always kind of a nightmare for me in that situation. 
Uh, yeah, so happy Labor Day. That's what we're starting off with. <laughs> uh, like I said, we're, Kevin and I were talking a little bit. It still feels like we're in like a sort of a two-week coming back from downtown get-down, Handshake City debut sort of hangover, it feels For, like. I mean, well, yeah, me and you just have here. We all, everybody took their two weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah. Everybody went, I mean, everybody's been working Her all, plan. everybody's Her been plan. working all summer. You yeah. know, like we had the event and the event day was busy, the weekend was busy, the week was busy. But, like, people have been grinding down there all yeah. summer long, you know yeah. what I mean? I've been lost even just the last week. All I've been wanting to do is, like, i got to get back down there and do more stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it's not even – that's, that's always, not done. Like, we got yeah. doors coming, and there's a bunch of other shit that we need to be on, and losing a week to it even mm-hmm. was – it's nice to get away, but it was yeah. like, man, there's still a lot. It's good for you, though, because you can't burn yourself out. Yeah. You know? I think that's something that we've historically always – kind of after any large event we do or, like, we do something for the first time, there's always the layoff period because – all the run-up and stuff that goes into it, you get burned out. Yeah. So you know, well, the, people take a week away, two weeks away for a big one. Cleanup was the big thing. Like, we got so lucky with, like, Andy went out, mm-hmm. your brother went out, and uh, Devin and mm-hmm. Pete. Like, they were just out picking up stuff and putting things away. If they didn't do that, it'd be a nightmare. At the end of the night? At, yeah, yeah. And even just bits and because I came a in. A squad of some of the best and most reliable dudes you could ever know. Yeah. Some of those names. I went in Heavy Mon- hitters Monday, on Monday mid-afternoon. Before I went camping, just mm-hmm. to see where the whole so place was stock. at, and it was just like, oh wow, well, we're gonna leave right now. So <laughs> this yeah. is actually pretty good. So <laughs> late at night, when we finished playing our late night set, I did go out for like ten minutes and grab phone blocks mm-hmm. and just put them in the thing. And uh, I'm glad I did because I kept saying to myself, oh, "I'll just come down the next morning and yeah. do it." And then I was Same. like, "No, that was my I will not come down." But the even next- on uh, what Sunday morning, technically, we're sitting there cleaning everything up, and everybody spends like, "Can we go? Can we go?" And it's like, "Let's just." If we put the cans out now, if we put everything in a garbage bag right. now while we're here, just you know, do it. Well, like, just get it over with. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. get it done with. Just finish then, it. Can I tell you, something happened to me the Sunday after the downtown gets down that hasn't happened to me since I was a young teenager, middle of school, middle aged kid, right? 20, early 20s. Girls recognized you? I lost. Yeah, there you go. I lost a whole day. Yeah. Like, my Sunday after the get-down, like, I tried to get up early, and I watched a little bit of soccer, yeah. and, like, an Same. hour and a half later, oh, like, I was asleep, Same. and it was done. I got up, like, moderately late, and I was hanging out or something, and I think he was, Sam was, like, kicking around the house, Then like, I noticed at one point I was sitting in here, and he sort of disappeared, I'm like, oh, I don't know if somebody runs to the bathroom, didn't say much of anything. I go to the back of the house later, and he's just, like... Out yeah. like in the middle of the day and was back there and I didn't see him for the entire day. Got to give him credit for making the bed though. You could have just flopped on the floor somewhere. <laughs> on the the legs bed, gave yeah. out on the kitchen. He's That's just why you make the bed. Yeah. That's why you make the bed every day. This kid. Uh, so funny story about me. Uh, I usually try and leave the door cracked open in case Charlie wants to sneak in. Right. Mm. Problem is unless I put something behind the door like a shoe or something like Charlie will push the door open and, and if I'm asleep the door is just open. Yeah. And as a guy who tends to fall asleep on a fully made bed just laying down like that mm-hmm. that's always an interesting sight for somebody to walk by at an open door with me on a bed like sleeping like I'm in a coffin what's up with that guy you guys not moved him since he died he's been there for a couple weeks and you just leaving him there uh, so okay we finally have you here we're two weeks removed you've been camping mm-hmm. vacationing you were in was it Virginia yeah I went to Virginia and then Pasico the earlier half of the week but now you're back in hindsight this whole project came from your head, this Handshake City project, you were building it on a table with Lego blocks yeah. and Jenga pieces yeah. when you yeah, first man. talked about it to me. How does it feel two weeks uh, afterwards? How do you feel about the whole thing? It's, I think the event went really well. It's a matter of like momentum now, and, and it's hard to explain to everybody what 
we wanted to do, what it was going to look like. So even the week leading up, just the cuts were done on a Tuesday before the get-down, which yep. was Saturday. And mm-hmm. the framing was finished Friday night while the movie was playing right mm-hmm. before the get-down. Yeah. So That's even right. the, the full visual of what – and the doors aren't even on the containers yet too. So, like, there's some things where, like, going into it, it was like, all right, starting to look more like what we want people to see it as, but it's still not even done. So there's still more – it's going to keep going, right? It's going to keep looking better. So I think it's one of those things is that hopefully, especially from a vendor's sake, they just don't be like, all right, we want to do the big things all the time, right? Like, yeah. we want them there on the weekends all the time, too, with right. maybe, mm-hmm. you know, Jay just playing a, a set without seven other bands. or You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like having a, a residency of sorts or uh, something specific going on that's just kind of a one-off with vendors on there. You know what I mean? So those things still need to happen. So the get-down went fine. If it carries over into the weekly stuff, that would be even better. You know what I mean? So I hope it had enough success and turnaround that makes people be like all right i don't care if it's a big event or not when can i get in there again type yeah. of deal so. so let me let me ask you because i think we talked about it on the show last week and we had talked about it with you know a bunch of people inside conversations in real life um what was your favorite part or some of your favorite parts of the get down like what are some oh. of your best best memories or best um, parts see i'll go because i listened with with zach uh last week so i won't steal his stuff as much but Katie, I've already forgotten yeah, what he said. Katie, Katie's dad stuff was, was good because that man deserved it. He uh, <laughs> To sit down, he did so much work there to sit down and eat the hot dog the way that he wanted to to get the attention for it. makes so much sense. It was amazing. It's so perfect. It was amazing. But uh, even our other volunteer who was helping us, D, he came in the morning when we were carrying <laughs> those things, got him made it new to go share it on, joined the hot dog eating contest. I'm cheering him on while he's doing it. See him going to the bathroom right after. Didn't see him again for the rest of the night. So, shout I hope you're okay, my man. I hope you're okay. So, can I tell you a funny story about Katie's dad? Yeah. Okay. So, when he, uh, when they were talking, I was talking to Kate Giacobelli from yeah. OD, who was helping him run yeah, the yeah. hot dog contest. And she's like, Do you want to be in it? I was right there with yeah. you. Yeah. I remember that. And I said to her, I was like, Only if I can just sit so on the yeah. end and just casually eat them. And a couple people laughed, and Katie's dad looked at me with dead silence. He's like, did you just steal? Yeah, He's like, stop! Like, yeah, he did not laugh at all. He's like, did you, are you in my head? Did yeah, you, how did you know? Don't blow this for me. Don't blow this for me, family. Well, the this all week. is because we've been, like, feeding people, you know, the volunteers throughout. So it's, it's pizza one day or subs or something like that. Yeah. We had the packets of mustard and mayonnaise and such in there. So there's all the mayonnaise left, but he went in and wiped out the mustard <laughs> supply. He came out, and he pulled his hand out of his pocket, and he showed me the pocket full of mustard like where the hell did you get that and he's like out of the fridge and i was like oh my god so he was gonna just straight up open up a mustard packet put it on a hot dog and start eating i was like whatever so i'd be remiss to not ask since this is probably the number one question i've gotten from everybody is what are we gonna do next what's the next uh, event? barks and brews is the next one that's that, september that 23rd third yeah that's a sunday um yeah i've been like adamantly on the uh, I want nothing to do with vendors or events thing. So that's a question for Heather and Katie, more or less of the details going into <laughs> classic it. classic Parkinson well, fashion. I mean, I like going down to the warehouse and, you know, working on that stuff there. Right. And then Hands getting on. down to the container. Yeah, just uh, I don't like talking to the to the vendors and everything. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sell them on this thing. I'm there every day. I'm like, just sick of having to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe we'll get people to blah, blah. No. You like the I don't need to convince anybody. Of. Yeah, I'll go around you and go shake see some everybody hands. On the yeah, day I'm of. a handshaker. That's what I do. I shake hands. Well, <laughs> Rest until it's going. I mean, yeah. you were social butterfly everywhere. Yeah. There was a lot of media down there. Yeah, too. surprisingly. And not to get too inside baseball or anything, I think that uh, in the last 
couple like, in last year and a half or so, I think you've gotten a little more comfortable with delegating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things to other people. And oh, I think, yeah. We've talked about that a ton. I remember yeah. way back in the day, like some of the earliest chats we would have about business like type stuff, and you would always say like being able to delegate, and because mm-hmm. you are, you're like a guy. And I've worked with a lot of people, you know, like you, where it's I'm just gonna go do. Yep. You're yeah. gonna do, and you well, can't. You know I what also mean? I like to do, and that's what Saturday got into a little bit for me too. Was like I'll go do a little bit of something because I feel like if I'm going and and doing it, then other people will too or will help me or whatever right mm-hmm. so like i felt like i had a lot of uh started tasks and it was mm-hmm. done to jump start like all right so when i was bringing the tables out trying to do the umbrellas rick just took it and set it all up it's like perfect you know mm-hmm. what i mean but if i can show that if i can physically do it then anybody will so i i like to be hands-on like that because it's just like all right well i got a million things going on but i'll yeah. still drag a goddamn table out here and mm-hmm. strap an umbrella to it i got a, other things i could be i'll do whatever it ta- you know what i mean like even if it's for a second just to jump start you know getting the rest of the process done so for me it's hard to be to sit around right i can't just sit down and do nothing i'll go do a little bit of something because it'll stimulate it so i still have that little bit of too much control um from an aspect where i started because i just want it at least going the way that I want it, and then I can kind of back off. Versus if I just go, hey, go do whatever you want. I'll just end up taking it apart and do, doing it over probably later. So, All right, I got one for you. And, uh, Kev, if you got one, too, feel free to jump in on this one. Give me one unsung hero of the Handshake wow. City setup who probably isn't getting enough credit. Wow. Mark for... Simon. Mark Simon. Yep. Mark uh, Simon. George, Pete, DJ, Mel. Um, <laughs> Nicole and Devin. I mean, I, I'll go through the whole entire yeah. list, but Mark really. We and Mark were there Friday night till two in the morning painting, yeah. painting, and um, just weird things like that. And he was there every day after work, and we would stay there till twelve, two in the morning, whatever the case may be. Um, even Ferris until he had his appendix issue, he was. Yeah. He's like, I'm skipping gym for a few weeks or whatever, and I'm coming down here and working. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of there was a, there was a lot of people like that. But Pete had a week off. He came down three days in a row and yeah. cleared that cobblestone out. I mean, it was a that was a massive. We we're all working on it, but he just kept coming back and finishing off what we couldn't get to. And so little things like that, it makes a huge difference because the cobblestone was back. You know, so another good Twitter follow at Pete forgets. Yeah. If you're looking for a good friend of Maiden Utica, he's a great Twitter follow. Unsung hero of the event. The lemonade truck. Oh, yeah. the lemonade the truck. Lemonade you know truck on a nice hot day out there. Yeah, and I saw to, I saw more people with lemonades than I saw with like yep. beers with coffee with anything and anything else. And not to blow any spot or put anybody on there, but Bill came up to me and gave me crisp, fresh cash for help. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's not a single other vendor out there that did that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that Bill's the man because he <laughs> had a good day. And Anybody came, who gives me money is usually well, okay in my felt, book. Well, it felt he appreciated no, no, it. He I, made the he cash and he it. donated it back to the park. And then when he gave it to me, mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't, like, I'm, I'm putting it in my pocket, right? But it's going back to the park. Like, this isn't money towards me that I'm just going to walk away with and be like, all right, good. This is my own pay for doing stuff. It's just like... It's it's nice that he did so well that he was able to give back to the park because that's kind of the point too. It's a very low rate, and even in terms of the food trucks, I don't know if it costs them much of anything to really be there. Um, and same with the vendors. It's, if you do the longer schedule, we want you for a couple more days. It's really next to nothing. It's like twenty thirty bucks a day, you know. So if you have a really good day, put it back into the park because you'll have more good days. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the concept. And obviously, Bill and uh, the I mean, they had the kettle corn and the lemonade truck, but mm, yeah, yeah. Um, between the two, I mean, they probably cr- literally crushed it. Like, they were crushing lemons mm-hmm. left and right, and uh, 
they moved a lot of product, and I was just appreciative that they actually went out of their way. He found me afterwards, talked more events with me, and gave us cash to put back into the park. I thought that was great. I saw a lot of people doing chair massages. Chair, yeah. It was a big one. Yeah. Okay. I was a little iffy about that. I was like, man, I always think those are like weird because like, who wants to sit in that chair if like people are sweating in it? I feel like they're weird because I, mean? I assume these people just don't want to rub me. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody else, yeah. like, it makes sense, but I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit here and be like, here's $5 yeah. and rub I wonder me. if they're like spraying it down. It's like yeah. wiping the seat uh, with I in there, you know? I think about that when I go to my chiropractor because when you go to the chiropractor they gotta do some real like intimate they're stuff they're up in there but they'll yeah. have a conversation they're second base with like, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> like I've been having a conversation with my new chiropractor yeah. Dr. Nick Angst from yeah. uh, Climb Chiropractic they, they, they crushed it uh, with the kids course too that was a who, that was a pleasant surprise the kids course was one of the was one mm. of the biggest mm. surprises yeah. and one of the coolest parts from one of the first things I talked about the wood chips down to them putting the it girls together. running it too and like helping the kids through and cheering them on it was a really really cool setup and I told Dr. Angst that as he was in the process of bending my leg yeah. over the top of my head with like very one shoulder. Yeah, very intimately we had that discussion. So This is a good time to tell you how much I like that kid's course. When he, when he comes in on the podcast, I'm going to make him put in all sorts of weird positions. While you're when doing I, the yeah. interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to turn around now and see how he likes it. Uh, all right, so I I guess that's good. Let's, uh, let's go into... I like the Dr. Nick thing, though. We should play that out more. Dr. Nick? Yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've done that to him yet. When Hello, I go frozen body. That's I'm my sure, favorite. I'm sure nobody's ever done that to him before. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's let's take a break and go into this week's interview uh, with two more friends who joined us this week. Uh, the Bakery Music Boys. Uh, I'll, I'll get, how about another unsung hero? Eric's mom. I don't know if he Eric talked about mom, that. Yeah. Thing. Uh, his mom came down and planted the first set of flowers that That's eventually right. made a whole strip and then mm-hmm. a little side path. But she, awesome. she was she came and rototilled it and planted them and made a little rock path and everything. And it's one of those things where the flowers look great. It's one of the first things you see. And it's just like... They wanted to play. They wanted to be involved. He, mm-hmm. So much so, his mom came down and put the yeah. work in. So it's like, yeah, you guys are definitely going to have two hours outside on the stage. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, you earned it, you know? I saw a lot of his crew on Twitter. Uh, uh, Generic315, yeah. one of our dudes on here today. Uh a lot of his crew busting his chops because there's photos of him helping his at Handshake mom, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then being like, like, oh, that's oh, more work do, than you ever do anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no wonder you got the main stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was working for the product, though. He was, he was, he was baking. He was making the, making the stuff. But, like, that's, what, uh-huh. but that's also the thing, too, though, is, like, I appreciate that about an upstart with them. With their, and not that they're upstarts. They've been all doing yeah. their thing for a while. But the, coming together is a new thing for him here. Well, why don't you let them tell it so I can do the oh, intro? Sorry, They're going to talk. But they, <laughs> like, they, if you want those things, right? that's what the park's supposed to be, is a platform for people just like true. them who don't probably get a stage in many other places or are because they're new or because of the style mm. of music or their age, whatever the case may be. But the park's supposed to be that is it doesn't matter. You know, come put, get your hands dirty a little bit and then you can have whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you want to do and, and build your brand up that way. But we're just the vessel. And I think he did a really good job of uh, putting the bakery in a good spot to be able to perform and stuff. So mm-hmm. they should be thanking him for his mom's hard work instead of making fun of him for helping her. So, <laughs> uh, so also bonus for you guys, they gave me a track off of Generic's new uh, record, Generic, the, uh, Escape the Neighborhood 2 from Generic, the character. Uh, this track is called Bayside, parentheses. Kelly and Zach, and that will play after the interview. So uh, there you go. We're back after that uh, that track. Here's our interview with the boys from Bakery Music, Eric and Jack.
haven't even texted my mom back about this. Okay. My mom texts me all the time. She texts me last night to go see a movie with her and my stepdad, and I was like, I just got a lot of stuff going on. I'm kind of busy. This morning, 9.15 a.m., unrequited, I get a text message. <laughs> I get three text messages. Two are pictures, and one is a message. The two pictures are the article that you guys did on the OD. Yes. So and today, then, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And then a picture of you two. Great. And then terrible a terrible picture of us. <laughs> and then a quote that says... Possible guests for podcast question mark. Awesome. Right? Yeah. Like, so I appreciate that my mom was looking out for me, and I didn't even told her that I'd already booked you guys beforehand, nice, but yeah. uh, I'm just gonna, not going to tell her, and then tomorrow when she sees it, she'll my be mom like, is, See, I, I, I told you. you. Yeah, yeah. My Good thing it was the same exact way. She yeah. does the same exact thing. Yeah. She'll be out and she'll see something. She's like, You guys should do something with this, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. My mom is always, I appreciate her, by the way, that she's always looking out because she's good sometimes. She knows people that yeah, I wouldn't know. Exactly. Like, you know, um, but then she does get a little frustrated if she throws me a name and then I don't do it. She's yeah. like, how come you never got back to that guy? What happened to John Johnson? How come you didn't call that guy? I mean, whatever. Uh, so, folks, we are here with the boys Hello. from Bakery Music. What's up? Eric Armitage, Jack Redmond. Uh, you guys seem to be a little bit of a press story in the OD today. You're all over the place. Yeah, trying to be, doing our best. Uh, how's it feeling? You guys enjoying uh, everything since the Handshake City debut there for, for us, at least, for seeing you guys perform? How's it been feeling? Very good. Yeah, definitely. Love nice. staying busy. Love staying busy. Yeah. We got a lot of good feedback from that, too. Uh, but also, we just had, like, a really good time. <laughs> the whole place was set up awesome. Well, the only reason I bring it up, and I want to say this, is the first time I met Eric, I think you just walked down to the studio. Well, you came down to the lot before it even opened up. Yeah. Yeah, you were down there just sort of like out of nowhere. Yes. I didn't even realize, I didn't put two and two together yeah, when you were yeah, down there yes. that day. I, I was just... helping volunteer, I think, right? Yes, you came down, you were helping us build fences. Yes. <laughs> yes. He like brought his mom and she had to do all the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great out there. No, so I just appreciate that you were down there helping out though, because again, like we talked a lot about like the, the park itself and yeah. Handshake City yeah. and how it would never have come together if it weren't for like all the people, all the people who pitched yep. in. So we appreciate you guys being Definitely. involved in like Definitely. Definitely. chipping Well, if in. they're going to help us out, we are going to help them out, you know? That's the way we do it. Handshake yeah. City. One yeah. hand yeah. shakes the other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's the quote. I think I screwed that up. Uh, but yeah, so I have uh, Eric, Ed, Jack. I don't know if I should ever call you by your... Do you guys have stage names you prefer to call them? You can call me generic. You can call you generic if yeah, you want. Yeah. Do you prefer that, though? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah so, I do. Okay, so I'll, okay, no, I that's do. okay. You're yeah. not going to make me upset about it. I've had people who I know they're, uh, they're not stage names like really well because we've known them for a long time, and yeah. then I, I struggle sometimes to call them by their stage yeah, name, yeah. even when they ask Well, his is such a good fit, too. It's, yeah, like, it's, just go I think it's so natural. Eric. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I was thinking about that earlier. I was, it took me, and I just now, before you guys... Re, uh, pulled up, put two and two together. I was like, oh, it's Jim yeah. Herring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. That's, usually, that's usually how it goes every time. Oh, yeah. I get it. Jim Herring. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I gotta add, I'm going to get into a lot of stuff about music with you guys sure. initially. Uh, and I want to say, what was the? What would you guys say is the founding date for the bakery music? Just so I can get an idea in my head of when you would say the Ooh. initial well, opening date was. There's two different things. So sure. Eric and I first got an apartment together. We'd been working on music kind of together for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so about a year and a half ago, we had started, uh, we moved in together, nice. and formally that was it. But then uh, we actually became an LLC about... April 1st? Right? Yeah, April 1st. April 1st. Okay, April so 1st. this is all relatively, like, yep, this, yeah. year. this feels pretty... How you Are you scared? Are you nervous? Are you excited? These are all the things I feel like you're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, we've just been doing it together for a long time, so we're just trying to go as like head on yeah. fast as possible as we can and yeah. just like get involved as many things as possible so we're just trying to stay as busy as possible ah yes the maiden Utica method yeah. just plowing like way more projects than I probably should at any given time yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it was like uh, we figured out that we could shoot videos and now it's like I have six videos to do this week and it's yeah. like I have no idea how any of these are getting done that's one like, thing at a time that's how you have to take it yeah. 
That's I mean, how that's, we're doing everything. That's the only way you can really do yep. it. And I'm like, I'm a grad school guy, so I always think about that from yeah. like a schooling process. Yeah, yeah. Can't same, do all this stuff at once, man. Yep. Like Definitely. Uh, so let's uh let's break this down a little bit separately. Eric, let's start with you for just one sure. second. Uh, and we'll do a little bit of backgrounds on uh, on you so folks can get to know you. Uh, where were you originally uh, born? So I was born in Utica. Born in Utica. We grew up in West Utica mm-hmm. until I was about four or five. Four or five. And then we traveled up to Barneveld. Mm-hmm. We relocated to get out of the city a little bit. And so my older siblings all grew up in Utica. Nice. And my older brother Tom, my older brother Joe have heavy hip-hop influences listening to that, you know, nice. in the city and that. So that kind of stuck with me as we went to the rural area. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, okay, we live out there, we go to Holland Patton, but I'm still listening to hip-hop and I'm heavily into that. So you went to Holland Patton then? Yes. Okay. We both did, yeah. Uh, so you both went to Holland Patton. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess I'll ask uh, I'll ask both of you guys this question. I always ask people when they come on because uh, I was a Proctor guy, and yeah. I always heard all the things that yeah. people would yell about Proctor dudes. Like, right. uh, did you feel like you heard things about Holland Patton growing up? Was that a true thing that you? There were definitely. I mean, like Holland Patton is just people are like kids ride tractors to school. Yeah, that's and like that's one of the things I feel like you hear. And you're, you hear that, and you're like, no, that's a real thing. Yeah. Like there were days when kids <laughs> would like pull up on a tractor, and you're like, what is happening around yeah. here? Like cow manure, like in the school. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like sort of struggle, or did you sort of, it, or did you just sort of roll the punches when you were there? Did you like, you didn't know any better probably when you were there, right? When you're there all the time from like six yeah. through high school, you don't think about it any other way, yeah. right? Holland Penn, I never really had a problem with anything, mm. no, like going through. I was homeschooled though. Too. Oh, okay. When I from fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I was homeschooled. So I was oh, at Holland Penn, wow. went homeschooled, and then came back. So mm. I was a little different to you know, yeah, definitely, um, and just came back and just somebody broke Eric. Yeah. They like start introducing to all these <laughs> all these new ideas that I had never yeah and it's just like oh Eric Armitage is completely broken now he's been changed for the worse forever <laughs> yep uh, so high school you were doing were you doing like the hip hop thing at all in high yes school? Okay. I started in eighth grade eighth grade seventh eighth grade is when I first started like recording seriously were and you making it, beats or were you just like rapping just, over the just, top of stuff yeah or? just rapping over like instrumentals <laughs> I love it that's basically amazing. how every person but I would say even before you like formally started you had like a pretty good influence that. Yeah, kind of like writing that you were going to get into. Like heavily, your mom was heavy writing. Yeah, heavy, heavy in like English writing. Smart. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like the foundation of that. And that shows through the music too. Like you're super lyrical and yeah, that sort of super stuff. like story based, storytelling mm-hmm. based, very like focused on being concise and like okay. the thoughts flowing one to the other, I think. And you're in college right now? Nope. Graduate. Graduate. What did you graduate your degree with? Accounting. Accounting. So that's smart too. That's good. So you, you yeah. lean into the uh, the creative side, but you got to have but that financial side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because that's something. Very helpful. Because when I did the music thing growing up, I did like a. Me and Kev played like punk rock bands growing right. up, and I, you know, I think that there is a, sometimes a little bit of a parallel in the way you have to sort of grind in, like whether it's hip hop or, or punk or metal or whatever the the genre or type of music. There is that certain aspect to having to sort of come up a little bit from the bottom. So I try mm-hmm. and I think about this a lot from the the punk rock aspect, but I think there's a lot of carryover. Similarly, like, I would agree. Would you say that like? You think about different styles of hip hop in that way too. Like you think about hip hop as like lyrical hip hop or Definitely. like groove based hip hop. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, we talk about that all day long. Yeah, much. especially yeah. with all the different artists that we're working with now with the bakery. Yeah, and we're yeah, recording yeah. and doing videos for. So now we have to figure out. Okay, well, this is the style that they're going to want when I'm mixing their vocals mm-hmm. and I'm recording it versus how I would do it. Like a more traditional. <laughs> sure. I come from a more '90s, early 2000s hip hop. Uh, so man. now, yeah. So good man. 
Uh, let me ask you this one, and then uh, and then I'm gonna come over to Jack. But uh, what was your what would you say was the first like impactful like hip hop moment in your life that you remember? Like the first moment that sort of hit you, like oh, this is a thing that I'm like, interested I'm in. Interested in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was on Bus L. Bus L. <laughs> We're on the ride home. I was in elementary school, and somebody had a 50 cent CD. Yes. Um, it, you know, he had his headphones on or whatever. And I remember he had a 50 cent CD and a Kid Rock CD. So that was a little bit different. And I remember the Kid Rock the CD. The time and place, man. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real time and place. He, he showed me the Kid Rock CD and it, the CD itself was just a middle finger. Mm-hmm. Right? And then oh, he yeah. was like, why don't you listen to this? And it was PIMP by 50 Cent. Yep. And yep. that's when I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I need to learn more about this. And then from then on, it just kind of. Rolled out. I started listening to the radio with my mom in the car, and she hated every second of it. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom didn't like any of my music, even though it nah. wasn't, like, the hip-hop yeah, music. Yeah. She didn't like any the, of my punk rock music. Yeah, well, it still all has the same stigma, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, parents hate it. Especially back then. I mean, look, I'm in education now, yeah. and I can tell you that I hate all the music that any kid shows me, and it has nothing to do with, like, right. genre. Or right, right. just that I'm... Just age. I'm old. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. just old now. It doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense to me anymore, yeah. right? In the same way that, like, Fortnite doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, I've nope, I'm just I'm right. just too old now. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to put... I don't, I'm not going to ask you your age, but I'm trying to pin it because, like, that 50 Cent album, and I've talked about this a million times on this, on this podcast, a million times everywhere. I graduated Proctor in 04. Right. And you could not escape that. <laughs> Get Rich or Die Trying, right. uh, the Eight Mile soundtrack, yeah. like just the actual song Wangster. Like, the, like the, it was all you could hear for a long time. Yep. So, like, a lot of that music like lingers in my yeah. head. And I, that I was wonder. Probably 2003, 2002. 2002. Yeah. 2003. It was, it was a great. I loved those, those albums. Yeah. yeah. Records. Uh, Jack, let's talk to you for just a minute. Hello. Uh, so, you're also, you did the high school in Holland Patton thing yes. as well. But were you born there. out there? Or were you also yes. born? No, I was, I, well, I grew up in Syracuse for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Nice. We moved into Holland Patton and I started kindergarten there. You got fam out there still? or No, we have a house out there still. Nice. So, I travel back and forth there, stay nice. out there sometimes, and try to do some things out there too. It's been uh, a lot of fun. And you were doing the hip hop thing in high school as well? Or? So, I wasn't doing as much of the hip hop thing. Eric got me more involved into that. Uh, I was doing more of like a musical thing for a little while my mom theater and stuff uh no just piano oh piano nice piano sort of thing um when i was little and i hated it hated it hated Uh it when i had to do it my mom made us take piano lessons and the whole time it was like this chore that sort of thing but it was like this woman would show up we'd take piano lessons half an hour each day and then we practice all week and come back um so i did that and then uh i was in jazz band played the piano on that for a while too you know, it's interesting you said, I played jazz band as well growing up. I did uh, baritone saxophone. Nice. And um, one of the things I've noticed, like working with kids today, like, you know, high school, middle school yeah. kids, a lot of the things that in my life that I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of, like writing music, playing guitar, playing drums, like, they're not easy things to get into. Like, no. when you decide, when someone says, like, you want to play piano, like, mm-hmm. my mom made me play saxophone, and I hated it because I wasn't good at it. Yeah, right. And I would practice, and you'd go into these lessons, and you'd get yelled at by a teacher for not being <laughs> good enough at it. This yelling at me for And you're like, why hour. am I doing this? Why am I, like, I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> right. But, like, it's it's so worth it in the end run because I think back, I'm like, yeah, I can still play a saxophone. I can count. I can do all this yeah, stuff, yeah. and it becomes worth it in the long run. I worry sometimes that like we sort of live in a generation that's like, nah, if I fail at this, if I stink at it, I'm, I'm, I'm just um, out of it. Yeah. Certain things you have to sort of stink at well, before you get better. Definitely. I feel yeah. like at that age was the perfect spot to like yeah. do the icebreaker sort of thing mm-hmm. because it's not like you're trying to post what you're doing on social media and somebody's going to like mm-hmm. rag on you for how you sound that way. You know what I mean? Like now so many people just want to do something so that they can show somebody else what they're doing. Yes. I feel like. Yeah. So if you're not good at it, then it's discouraging and you're like, okay, what else can I do that I'm good at that I can show somebody that I'm doing something? 
right. in my opinion. See, you, this is where the money is. Get on YouTube and just do like how <laughs> yeah. to rap and just like that. Show your video and just be anytime anyone looks it up, you're like, oh, there it is. This guy's just gonna tell me how to do it. Yeah. Um, were you so? You guys met each other in high school. You're doing things. How did you guys meet? I'm sort of curious. Uh, what did you guys? Uh, we met a party or no, no, no. Uh, in basketball. Like fourth basketball. and fifth grade. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we played Stan yeah. Evans basketball yeah. together. When I was homeschooled, I went to a like a Saturday morning like basketball uh, summer mm. thing. Nice. You know, like uh, drills and skills. And this guy just asked me to play on the Holland Patton team that was in the Rome League. And then I just immediately nice. made mm-hmm. friends there. And so like then Eric. So we'd do the basketball thing. Eric would go home, wouldn't see him in school, and that sort of taken stuff. In and then sixth, the wool, seventh the grade, uh, he came back, and that was when we became pretty good friends. Yeah. And then, like since then, uh, it was just casual. Like Eric would make music, and he'd send it to me, and I was always interested in it. Like I would try to critique it the best I could. Yeah, and most yeah. of the time, it just consisted of me being mind blown by it, and like this is awesome. <laughs> like you're really good at this sort of thing. And now listening back to it, you're like, what is it this awful. wild stuff that you know? I keep it on a in a folder on my computer with password protected. <laughs> oh, dude, all those songs from. 2010 to 2013. Dude, that's just, that's natural though, man. Like, I, there are so many tracks hidden on this garage band deep in the files yeah, yeah, that yeah. no one will ever see the light of day on because I'm like, nope, this is very old and out of time. But yeah, you can't do it. I think that, no, I think that's, that's just the crux yeah. of the creative that was type. super important. Definitely. Super important. You would not be a creative type. I mean, like the royal you, if you were like, man, I wrote this thing and it was dope. Job done. Right, I'm right. finished, right? right like, yeah. mind you, I do think about that sometimes. Like, I think of myself, like, if I was, like, if I had put out, like, the album Liquid Swords, I could, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I could yeah. be just like, you know what? I'm done here. Done. This, this is it. This is all I need. I just yeah. got this one thing, and you'll know yeah. me for this forever. Yeah. But yeah. not was, all of us are that lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, the best part of any of this is, like, hearing what you've done before, seeing what you've done before, going back and comparing it. And you're mm-hmm. like, I know exactly how I felt when I did that then. And I feel the same way about the stuff I'm doing now. Like, you just think it's the greatest thing that you've done. I don't remember where I heard this quote exactly, but I, I, I think about it all the time. It's the idea that, like, if you're not a little bit scared or terrified or overwhelmed, you're not working hard. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. If you go in and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. feeling good about it every day and things yep. are just moving along, you're probably not working hard. Yeah. yeah. You sort of need that little bit of fear, that little bit of, like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Right. Right? <laughs> sort of get you... Yeah. Amped up, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it yes, just yes. levels up. Uh, and I asked you, uh, and I asked uh, Eric as well. What was your first sort of impactful moment where hip hop like uh, showed up, and you sort of remember it as part of your life? Okay, weirdly enough, mine was a bus experience too. Yeah, and it was great. It wasn't that Thanks I was for stealing listening. my idea. No, no, somebody, somebody gave me this kid Josh gave me a burned copy of an Eminem album. Mm-hmm. And so I had it in my CD player. And like, I remember the super impactful part was I was riding in the backseat of this minivan with my mom and my older sister in the front seat. I had headphones in and they were like, what are you listening to back there? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, nothing, nothing. So they, my older sister came <laughs> in the backseat, took the CD, she put it in the van mm-hmm. and I just, she put it on and my mom was appalled at it. And she <laughs> yeah. took it away from me. And I was like, yeah, I love this stuff. Like, this is now what I want to listen to, what I want, <laughs> this is what I'm interested in. And like the same thing, I had older siblings too. Yeah. My brother and my sister were both into, like, Kanye, Jay-Z, Lupe Fiasco, yeah, that Lupe. sort of style. Uh-huh. So, like, that was always around me, and that's what I like. Do you know Lupe came to the Stanley Theater? That was, my ago? sister had yeah. a ticket, and she told me about that show. And I was like, how did you... I went to that show. It's got to be unbelievable. It was a great show. Yeah, Kevin's Prime. So, I'll... After we get off the... Well, okay, I'll tell it to you now. It's a funny story. Yeah. Went to see Lupe Fiasco. It was right as... I want to say The Cool was out already. Yeah, Or it awesome. just come out. Or it was... That was like the album that they were on at the time. And um, I remember going to the show and the opening act... Something had happened and there was supposed to be an opening act but the opening act couldn't... 
couldn't make. Right, right. So they had to scramble at the last minute to get this opening act. And it was a breakdancing crew. Like, just this, like, no crew of, like, four or five dudes <laughs> doing, like, breakdancing. Yeah. And I'm, I am in no way trying to crap on the skill and talent it takes to right, breakdance. Right, right. I, Way more than I could do, right? For sure. But breakdancing is sort of like street magic, wherein, like, the best you're ever going to get out of me is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah, cool, man. Like, I'm not getting hyped for breakdancing. And I've never been in a crowd before where it felt like the audience was, like, right on the verge of turning at any second. Like, they're like, we know you guys are doing a favor to Lupe, and we're going to... We're going to be chill, but, like, stop asking us to applaud because we're getting really tired of you being like, yo, this isn't easy, dog. Like, come out here and do some spit. Like, it was, it was one of the wildest moments I've ever seen. Like, I that feel like so a good. crowd almost turned, like, mm-hmm. in real time, like, almost turned against the act. Uh, thankfully, you should come to any one of our shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Lupe portion was excellent, excellent, yeah. excellent, yeah. excellent. Uh, I want to bring it up since we're, and let's, we'll come back together. We'll start getting sure. into some of this music stuff yeah. here. Um, you brought it up. Uh, the Eminem thing. I he's got a new record that's out this week. Uh, I have not listened to it. Eminem, as a guy who went to Proctor, yeah, as a white dude who likes hip hop, yeah, there is inevitably that that feeling of being like a white dude who likes hip hop, sure. and people like, oh, you like Eminem, yeah. you like like that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, is that ever a problem you guys have dealt with, or is that something I feel like we moved beyond a little bit in like the more last five ten years in terms of people caring about that kind of thing? I think not many people care about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like, especially I feel like he's not really like that big of a topic of discussion with the yeah. controversy and how mm. big he is anymore. Yeah. So we definitely got into hip hop at a time that was more past his heyday and all the things right. that he, were, yeah. he was doing, you know? I can see that. Because I feel like there was a period of time when if you were, like, a white rapper, people were like, oh, like Eminem. Oh, like Eminem. Like, that was it, right? That Definitely. was the only real, yeah. like, analogy, and I feel like... Mac Miller talks about that in some yeah. of his records. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. trying to think, and he's a little bit older than us, but yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. I was just curious if it was something that come up, you know, like, yeah. we used to get, the punk rocker, uh, like, rock, rock band equivalent of that is, like, when someone comes up to you and is like, oh, um, you sound like that guy from that band. I'm like, oh, which one? They're like, oh, you know, that guy Nickelback. That guy. I'm like, oh, oh nice. nice. You know what I nice. mean? Like, yeah, yeah. that's like the, I'm trying to yeah, think yeah, of what yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, that's what, that's no, I know terrible what you're one saying, too. That, that one you're just oh, like t- pissed about. <laughs> <laughs> like Eminem, that's a little bit of a compliment. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, get out of here, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys sort of keep up with like modern rap? But like you, like I, one yep. of the things I, I noticed two sort of things that happen with musicians or, or rappers or whatever. Either you are totally insulated and you don't listen to anything. You're just like, I only work on my stuff and I yeah. try not to listen. Or you listen to everything. And I kind of wonder if you guys fall one way or the other. Um, I would say I, I have to listen to everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Anything that comes I feel out. like I used to be super isolated. Right. Working on mm-hmm. my own music, listening to, you know, the people that I grew up on. But now just working with other people, being surrounded by a bunch of different people that have different tastes, like it kind of all has yeah. melded together within the past couple of years as I've just started, you know, listening to as much as possible to get all the different influences. I feel like I agree with you, modern. but there's like a difference between like you don't listen to, you still have the same stuff and I do too. I still have the same mindset to. though. Like you have that <laughs> insulated set of music that you listen to like consistently that like oh. that type of stuff. Yeah. And then you just hear the rest of it and just like... Like, we listen to it, yeah, like, okay. kind of critique and comment yeah, yeah, on yeah, it, and yeah. you're like, this is kind of where it's going, that sort of thing. So, so you, it's always versus what we, you know, yeah, yeah like exactly. Like, your go-tos. I think as I get older, one of the things I've talked about is a big shift in my life. When I was in my 20s and in my early 20s and doing the real, like, writing music all the time, yeah. rock and roll thing, I was, I would hear a new song, and I would look for a reason to hate it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, I'm, this is crap. Like, I would do this wrong or do this and this and this differently. Right. 
as I get older and I get away from it, now I kind of look for reasons to like songs yeah, more right, often yeah, than not. Like definitely. even if it's some garbage song, I'm like, I don't know, that beat's gotta fly. I'm like, yeah, 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 and yeah, I wonder, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you feel like, um, do you feel like you guys? You have like you're doing the collective sort of thing. You got a lot of folks working. Do you think it helps to sort of have a couple different styles? You can sort of bounce things off and get like different like definitely. Some person sees it a different way. I tend to think working in a collective is better for the creative yeah, sort yeah. of process. Oh, for sure. I agree. I agree with that definitely. Um, and it's just cool that we can show people a lot of different things that we can do, like mm-hmm. specific styles, like the old school stuff, more new school stuff that like college kids that come and record with us do, and that sort of thing. But yeah, definitely having more people around, and then like making tracks with everybody together. So these different styles, it's crazy. Just, it's just an interesting, that's a really interesting style that we can get. Yeah. Everyone has their own writing process, their own recording process. Nice. And so it's just weird to go from little... like having worked by yourself exclusively mm-hmm. yeah. to then like working with a group of people. And I mean, just I trying still to like working figure... by myself when it comes to my own stuff, but <laughs> yeah. just so I can yeah. focus. Like a big thing is like me focusing on what I want to say. So. It's such a weird nuance, too, because, like, sometimes I'm with you. I'm like, I need to do my thing. I need to be in on it. Mm-hmm. But I've always told, like, a lot of my crew, sometimes I need someone to rein me back on, like, my, my nonsense. Yeah, like, so maybe yeah. I need someone to be like, you don't need that to be 17 verses. Like, if you cut this back, right. like, I... I think there is probably some sort of middle ground. Like yeah, it's definitely. Depends on who you trust to let in and sort of be part of the process yes. as well. Yes. I, mean, um, I want to ask you a little bit about the bakery music. Bakerymusic.com is the website. Yeah. If you want to yes. check it out. And... I guess this is just me trying to get a better understanding. Because okay. when I thought about the bakery music, I thought of it like the Wu-Tang Clan, right? Like a collective of like okay. five, six people doing their music together. But as I'm looking at the website, you guys do a lot of like production. You do a lot of promotion. You do even like graphic design stuff. So yeah. you guys are really sort of hitting uh, all sorts of different aspects yes. of yeah. like the music industry. Can you guys talk a little bit about that and sort of like what the goal in the long run is for the bakery? So it's less of a record label it's less of a group of artists that only exclusively kind of work together um the featured artists on the website are more samples of what we can do as the bakery Mm -hmm. check out these awesome artists that we work with these are the ones that we work with that we want to feature and get their music out there Mm -hmm. um and then we also offer the services which is a the bakery as a business you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we're offering affordable prices for people in the area that don't want to go to the bigger studios they don't want to pay those rates yeah yeah yeah. For especially sure. for a focus of hip-hop pop r&b or we can do it solo mm-hmm. acts out of a home studio right right for so sure that helps out with people that don't that take it seriously but don't have the resources to go to a bigger studio mm-hmm. more established studio that's gonna you know come we're, into their budget we're like a golden era for that because again, definitely i'm like, i'm 32 years old and i'm old enough to know what it was like to go into a studio with a band in like the mm-hmm. The two thousands and get and like, like charged buku bucks yeah, 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 yeah. for like like for eight, sure. nine thousand dollars for like five songs yep. on a hard CD that I'm like what do I do with this no one no one listens to CDs a year from now right, right. you know what I mean like and right. you don't know it at the time yep now there's just so much option out there for like uh, finding something that's doable yeah. right yeah. Yep. go to the studio seems like such a scary concept Very scary, yeah. because it seemed like oh man we gotta like save up and mm-hmm. build up all these things and you have to have everything like exactly mm-hmm. ready so we're more flexible with that. Um, it's more so creating like, an environment for people to work in and, you know, a community of artists in the area. Will you write for other people if they asked you to? Like, if someone comes in and they got, like, you're, you're always coming in. You did for, you did something the other day, right? What are you talking about? Did you write a hook for somebody to sing the other day? I mean, not on their track. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> right, right, right. right. It, was, it was my hook, but. I was just curious, like, if someone comes I in mean, and they're, I, like, looking for production work, like, you're more happy to do that, or is that not really something you're interested in at the moment? 
I could do that. <laughs> I haven't had anyone ask me to write their lyrics for them yet. I have not been right, asked right. to be a ghostwriter yet. But if they need help with something, I will, you know. Well, that looks like I will, you know, try when, my best. When I was living in New York, right, toward I, right before I came back, I was working with a couple guys doing sort of like, um, I don't even know what you would call it, like sort of ambient like soundtrack okay. style music. And yeah. that was sort of the idea that like you could hire us to do you want us to be a band? Sure. Yeah. You want us to score your television show? Okay. Sure, right? Like awesome. just sort of being open to available like, options however, for yeah. whatever, right? Like right, you got right. all this stuff. And I think that like you in this sort of world we live in now, that's sort of a, a market that's a coming market. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and all exclusive like what do you need? Right? You want us to right. you want us to give you music for underneath a TV show, you want us to write right. you a song for something, right? right? Yeah. Like be available and I think that's really interesting to me because I grew up in like an era where it was like, I want to make it as a musician writing my own music. And I'm never going to sell my song right. to anybody. I'm not going to put it on like a right. thing. Now it's like, how many things can I sell my song to? How many like right, how right. many ways can I get my music out right. there that people can hear it? Because it's all about exposure. It's just a different era of music. Oh, yeah. I think. I think sure. like what we were trying to do. I thought, and I like to try to compare it to like garage bands, almost yeah. like that sort of thing. So it's like, okay, people listening to rock music. Then they would try to emulate it. They would have their own garage band, try to record themselves and do that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And now that hip-hop music has taken over that place in pop culture and that sort of thing, like now so many people want to hear hip-hop music, emulate that, and make themselves sound like that. Mm -hmm. But so many people don't have like the knowledge, the know-how, or the resources to do so. So we're trying to create a place that will make it easier for somebody to start off and do those type of things and make themselves sound a little nice. bit better. Like. Because Eric and I both sat down and like went through years of this sounds like garbage. This like <laughs> yeah. you know like that. Yeah. So like we've gone through all we that so we can that. help somebody and say okay, don't worry about doing it that way. Like we know that hmm. from the past experiences, like you would want to do it that way, yeah. do it this way. Hmm. Hopefully, we can help you do something like that and like get a leg up. And as a musician artist type, I was relate as a musician. It's very easy for people to like take their creation very seriously. Yeah, it becomes yeah. so, you, you wonder something, from an outside perspective, it's easy to be like, all right, this needs to be shorter, this needs to be longer. Mm -hmm. It's not always that easy when someone's like, oh, I spent six months so writing long. this track, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what do you mean I gotta cut? It's just that you have to sort of understand that there's more to it than just the emotion. You have yeah. to understand like the right. mechanics of it as yes. well. For sure. Um, I wanna ask you guys something I was very curious about. Uh, at the um, at the downtown get down when you guys performed, uh, it was late in the evening. It was the late night part of the show. Yes. You guys still had an excellent sized crowd. You had a really nice scene. It seemed like you guys have a very thriving sort of uh, audience that comes out and shows up all the time. And that's that was the part of it for me growing up that I had wanted nothing to do with was the promotion. I was like, yeah. I'll help write the songs. I'll <laughs> sing them. I'm not good at like come come see my band play. That yeah, part was yeah. always hard for me. What's sort of been a positive for you guys in terms of promoting and getting people out there? Like, what's been successful and beneficial for you guys? Social media. Social, Social media. media. It's, like, the easiest. And it's the most fun, too. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. And, like, we just know... Like, we're just around, so we know a lot of people and that sort of yep. stuff. But just definitely just... networking with friends and... Yeah. Trusting and that they'll, like, you know... Be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah be sure. there for you when the time comes to support. I'd say definitely something that's you know important like that. We just try to stay active with like different things. Like one thing we do every week is we'll try to shoot a music video, like a quick nice. little thing. I got one minute thing for social media. Yeah, we call it on Instagram. Minute on the mic. That's so pretty good. It's uh, it's on Instagram. You can post up to a one minute video. So we'll get like somebody we're working with or just Eric. And at first it started off we we're just doing it in our room, like at, in studio or in our studio, house. Studio, like um, it would just be like versus. him rapping, and it would be me sitting there with a camera. And then after a while. 
while, we're like, this, we can do better than this. So yeah. then we started to make them like actual music videos. And then like the last one, we ended up driving out to Syracuse and we shot something in Clinton Square out there. And like, nice. it was a full on music video, except it was one minute long. Right. But so just like, we're trying to do as much as we can just to like remind people that we're still around doing that sort of stuff and just do something interesting. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing about doing the podcast every week. And I think about this all the time, right? Like sometimes you get to a Monday and I'm like, I don't know if I got enough content for a whole show this week, yeah. but at a certain point in time, Enough time's enough time. It's got to be ready. It's got to go. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so easy to just like, all right, let's work on this track. Uh, let's three months later, let's change the levels again. I think sometimes it's like you look at something like when Kanye was doing like the Good Fridays thing, yeah, just yeah. putting out like, and sometimes you just got to have, it's got to be done when right. it's got to be done and that's yes. it. And that's yes. sort of in the moment. I think that's something that I find. It's good to keep yourself yeah. to a certain standard too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I got this much time. I got to do it here. Yep. I got to, I got to produce it. I got to, yes. not everything can take forever. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Or else you won't do anything. Or else you will never do <laughs> yeah, anything. for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's how we talked about, like, the container park in the Handshake City. Like, at some point in time, it's, it's got to be ready. Right, and, and just so like, it's, okay, this is the most unsurmountable task. Yeah, Somebody's just got to figure it out. That was a big task, too, and they got it done. I just mean, in general, like, there were a lot of things we still could finish down there, even now, that aren't done. But yeah. at a certain point in time, it's it's as ready as it's, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and people, you know, yeah. people loved it, so... Uh, so I want to say, like, I saw a lot of folks on the website, and again, who you guys were working with. I'm going to screw up all these names. Yeah. Uh, Leaky14. Yes. Is that it? He's the uh, man. Generic. Yes. Uh, GFOP Cassidy, who's been on the show in the past. I don't know if you knew that. I yeah. put two and two together cool. like just earlier oh, today. I didn't, I didn't cool. She cool. came on when she did a track with GFOP Apache Chief. Yes. When he was, they came on together and did an interview a while yeah. back. So shout out to Cassidy. What's up? Uh, na- uh, Nazi or Nazi? Nazi. Nazi. All right. Yep. Nazi. He's uh, Utica local. He's pro- Proctor too. Nice Proctor. Yeah. Possible for baby. Uh, <laughs> White Noise yes. and Kyle Partika. Yes. So these are all folks you're just working with currently or just people that you feel like have been close to you guys so far? These are like close. Those are like our featured artists. Featured artists. Yeah. Yep. So those are like our close people. We've just been working with, like we have a whole list of people that we've been working yep. with too. Nice. People that, and it ranges too. It's people that like have a track they want to record so they stop by and do one time. Or it's like people that we've been working with pretty consistently that stop by every right. once in a while. We shoot yeah. videos for, all sorts of stuff. What's the scouting process like for you guys? Like are you guys always looking for people you might want to yeah, work definitely. with? Do people yeah. send you demos? Is it sort of a little yep. bit of both? It's been both. So like we did a uh, WKTV thing yep. the other day. That helped yep. us out tremendously. Yep. Since that then, we've had a lot of people mm-hmm. hitting us up doing that Lots sort of Lots of leads of thing. to the emails, to the contact oh, yeah. page yeah. on the website. They're like, hey, well, we have a drop down on our contact page, so you can choose whether you want engineering, so recording, mixing, mastering. Nice. You can choose if you want photography, videography. Photography. Then we have the marketing that my brother handles, uh, and then the graphic design and yeah. all that stuff, live but sound. I'd say classically, so, when we first started, it was social media. Hmm. And it, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's all right. Like, you guys are very popular. Um, <laughs> it was social media. So it was like people that were kind of doing the same thing, like posting themselves singing or mm-hmm. rapping online. And then we just message them and be like, hey, if you want to do something a little bit more, we run a studio if you want to come and record. Mm-hmm. And then we just try to take it from there. Um, so just like a lot of outreach and that sort of thing, just trying nice. to meet as many people as we can. Awesome. I mean, that's a big part of it, too, is just getting out and talking to people. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's crazy how easy it is to, like, delete an email, but how hard it is to delete, like, a conversation you have right, right, somebody, right. right? You remember, just in general, you remember sitting down with somebody in a way, and sort of putting yourself out there is such an important part of it. It's that was like, a tough part for us at first, was, like, yeah. Eric and I just always worked on it with ourselves. And, like, I remember the first time we had somebody come over, it was leaky. And yeah, yeah. it was, like, just kind of trying to figure out, like, how somebody else works and, like, just how to make this process easy. And now somebody comes in and out of our house every day. The, I mean, the, the perfect, not the perfect way, the, one of the ways we've done it really nicely made Utica has been to have a system where everyone is accountable for their own thing and it works sort of as a system. Right? Yeah, and I've yeah. talked about this in the pod before. 
when I do this show and I release this like later on tonight or tomorrow, right? Um, when I put this up on my website, yeah, I don't need the Maiden Utica guys to call me and be like, "Yo, put up the podcast." Yeah, yeah. I, you just know, I know it's my job. I know that when I post it to this site, right. I'll also go here and here and here. I mm-hmm. know that I'll get a certain amount of like support from from this and that. And you just sort of like get into a nice routine of knowing that content is coming and keep building that content yes. and keep supporting it and it yes. goes a long way for that too. And it shows, right. it shows people that you care about your own. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the right way, man. Just try hard. Just, get, just try yeah, hard. Really. Just try hard, man. <laughs> Literally just Which is it. funny because I generally hate when I can tell when someone's a try hard. That's the key. Try hard, but don't seem like you're Don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine line. Right. Um, so... I gotta ask you this question. These are a couple of general. Well, let me get this out of the way first. Sure. I'm gonna reference it uh, before the interview as well. But again, people can see you Thursday night, uh, this Thursday coming up. Yeah. Uh, at the uh, at the brewery at the FX Map Brewery for is it the last Saturday night Thursday? Last Saturday night Thursday. So you guys are playing in between their break. Floodwood sets. Yeah. So nice. That's really yes. really cool. You guys yeah. excited for that? Uh, yes. This is awesome for us. Have you been on big. the stage before? No. Cassidy has. It's an excellent stage. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm excited. I'm gonna go up there and take some videos and do that sort of stuff. I, oh, yeah. I make all our videos, and yeah. so I'm really excited to get out there and kind of shoot something because I think it'll look really cool. And knowing what I know about Floodwood, like I think you guys are gonna have a crowd out yeah. there. Like it's gonna yeah. be packed, yeah, especially for the last one. Last one, man. Especially for the last Saranac. Like the people our age sometimes just skip Saranac yeah. and they go out, but I think for the last one they'll be like, ah, yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and they'll be I like Floodwood too. Like, I love Mo, and mm-hmm. I cannot wait to. Oh, see they're super too. talented. It's gonna yeah. be ridiculous. And I think Mo's playing the night after, right? They're playing Friday night. They're playing with um, Moonhooch. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I know the name. I'm not as... Oh, uh, they are this crazy... <laughs> they're a trio. It's two saxophone players and a drummer. Mm. And they are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I can't, I'm can't. i going to go Friday night to see them. I really want to. Uh, I want to get into some lightning round questions with you guys, but I got a couple things I just want to get out of the way very quickly. Number one, we talked a little bit about it earlier. I'm just going to put you guys right in the spot. Sure. Best hip-hop album of all time. What do you guys got for me? Wow. Yeah, Eminem Show. What was it? The Eminem Show. Eminem Show. Best of all time. Yep. You said that really confidently. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Out. Oh, it man. Um, <laughs> this is like a real... It's got to be... For me, it's probably got to be something from Gangstar. Gangstar, wow. Yeah. Uh, nice. I'm, tr- I'm trying... Like Moment of Truth or mm. something like that. Like those are... Mm-hmm. That one to me is really influential. I love uh, um, DJ Premier and Guru was absolutely awesome mm. too. DJ Premier is a name that like pops up so many different places, yep. and I don't think people like. He's always, yeah, he's he's done so much, like yeah. on so many awesome. different things. It's pretty crazy. The crazy thing is that he's like still super relevant. Yeah, yeah. Like, he come he came out with an album that I listen to probably every day this year. Well, now it's interesting too because like now in like the world we live in, you can become like relevant for like different things. Like, yeah, DJ Khaled's been around for like 20 years, but now he's relevant because he's on commercials being like another one. Right, it's right. like, you, this dude was around for like 15 years. No yeah. one talked about him then. <laughs> now he's on like one commercial. It's like, oh, everyone knows that guy now. Yeah, it's yeah. weird like what you can get noticed yeah. for. I see. I like it just because the premiere is like, it's obvious that he's like the hardest worker ever. Mm. It's like you've managed to stay relevant in every era of hip hop mm. somehow for like the last 25 years. Mm. All right, this is the moment where I'm going to be an old man uh, yelling at clouds and shaking my fist because I don't understand something that the youth is into. Yeah. Uh, I've been getting a lot of videos and watching a lot of stuff about, uh, I guess people call it mumble rap yeah. or like sort of like SoundCloud rap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not here to rag on it or anything, but like, is this, I feel like this is the most common trend with like young rappers now coming up. Do you feel like it is just a trend or is it just, is it like just a new sort of thing that we weren't seeing yet? Like, is there aspects of it that you find intriguing? Uh, definitely like the melodies. That that's what use. I was gonna say too. Yeah, yeah. That's it's what I like about it. About the melodies than the actual lyrics. So mm-hmm. people like that. 
See, I don't. I'm. I don't think either of us are super into it, just because like yeah. we really both like lyrical hip hop and like listening to what you have to say. So if you're not saying anything, it's like not holding my attention that well. Well, that's what that was what sort of what I noticed. I watched some video basically was like lyrical rappers versus like mumble rappers, yeah. right? But it's funny because like I try. I, I work in like a high school, right? Yeah. So if, relate, the, yeah. if the kids play like hip hop, I'll like talk to them about hip hop and I'll show them stuff from my era, and they are not interested really right. like it yeah. just doesn't appeal to them and I and that's where I just sort of have to go like maybe this just isn't I think something right. that it has to do with is like attention span like oh do, oh 100% you know what like <laughs> so much of that style music you don't have like like classically like a 16 bar verse or anything like yeah. that and then you move on to a hook like it's too that is too much for somebody to focus on and then like while listening to lyrics so much of that music yeah. is so versatile where it's like melody switch melody switch and then like the beats are just ridiculous I feel like a lot of the problem is a lot of my kids don't like to dance. They just like music that's dramatic. Yeah. Like, they they would rather listen to an acoustic version of a song sung in a pretty way than, like, a dance version of a song because they yeah. don't want to, like, groove along. Actually, have to move That's what it. I've noticed, at least with my kids. Where and do you teach at, though? I teach at Roxbury. Oh, okay. All right, so All right. Here, I'll give you the story I'm talking about. I'm, so I'm curious. There's a real quick story. Uh, I was in a van with a bunch of girls one day driving back from a field trip, a lot of my high school girls, right? And they're listening. And I was like, and I can't listen to, like, high school girls' music for more than, like, Two hours because right. my brain goes nuts. So we're getting like an hour in from the from Utica. So I was like, "All right, kids." I'm like, "Here's the here's the the chord, the aux chord. Put whatever you want, yeah. right? Put whatever you want. I don't care. It's up to you guys, right?" And they put on this acoustic version of just some song, right? Yeah. And I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to the lyrics, and I go, "Man, I I know this song. This is like a, this is a cover song." I turn around, my kids, this is a cover song, is it not? They're like, mm-hmm, "Maybe it is, right?" So I'm like looking it up on like my phone. I'm like, what is, this? what is this song, right? And it was the song Dancing on My Own by Robin. You ever heard that song? It's like an old dance song. No, I haven't. But I'm, I'm going to have to check that. It's a groove. It's like a dancey kind of groove, mid-2000s, yeah. like sort of poppy dance song that was hot in like the 2000s. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know this one. I know it. I was like, I'm kids, look it out. I pull it up on my phone to show it to them. I'm thinking to myself, oh, they're going to love it. Because it's the same song that they already right. listened to. Oh, but that song said, yeah. is all sad and sappy and acoustic. And this one bangs. This one's a banger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I put it on and they're just like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't really like it. I'm going to put mad. I'm like, you guys have no. That's, right. my, that's my only reason why that I believe that kids don't like the dances. Because they don't like this one version. But that's what I feel like. They love the drama of the music. The sort of the voice of it. That's what my young kids like. I also like, feel like the sound of it, yeah. Somebody probably saw it and it was presented to them in a cool way. Like yeah. It's some, true. Like, like there was some video like that that somebody saw that like this morning something similar my brother my little brother is an awesome guitarist and like he'll sit around and he practices and he plays all day Um, and today he saw a video of somebody playing some chords they had the camera inside the acoustic guitar so you could see the strings from the outside Mm -hmm. and he walked up to me he's like this got 4 million views how? and it's just like somebody playing some chords and he's like he puts up videos of himself just going nuts with a loop pedal. Yeah. And he opened down at uh, our show the other night. But he's good, and he, like he's just pissed about that sort of stuff. But it's just how it's presented. Uh, it's, it's insane, too. It's like when you go on Twitter, right? You'll see someone like someone's tweet get like 50,000 likes, but the tweet is just basically like, you know what no one talks about? Toast. You're like, there you go. Exactly. And, you're, and you're like, I've said that before. How come I didn't get 50? Right. It's just context and time, it's right? so weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, okay. no, I, I know exactly what you mean, though. That's wild. Um, and uh, Eric, I want to mention this just because I was going through the website and I saw this. You have a new release out. Is it Escape the Neighborhood Two? Is that is that? Uh, yeah, I have two new releases. Actually. Nice. Uh, Escape the Neighborhood Two is a new mixtape. Nice. So that's super lyrical hip hop, old awesome. school, early two thousands, late nineties style. Nice. And then our newest one is with Cassidy. It's a collab EP, yeah. and that's called Enough Is Not Enough. I watched the video off. actually. That's excellent. <laughs> The Thank video you, you guys the put minute on the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The drop on the video. And that was the one we were yeah. on Syracuse for. Yeah. That was very cool. That was very Thank cool. You. Your camera work is really nice on that, by the way. That's him. Thank nice you. Nice camera work. I yeah. appreciate that. That was much. the 
best video that has been on my Instagram so far. Uh, like people will see that one while yeah, people yep. like that one. It's always uh, it's always nice when one gets over to and you're like, oh, you're looking at the views every time. You're just like, wait, what is that? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we just gotta leave me. this here and get out of here. Yeah, yeah just, get, I just yeah. Gotta, gotta get out. Just don't look at it anymore, uh, folks. If you want to check out uh, everything, go to thebakerymusic.com. Uh, do you guys want to plug or promo any of your stuff before we get into no, lightning uh, rounds? The only thing I can think of is that the bakery is T H A, not T H E. T H A, the bakery. All right, follow me at generic three one five on everything. Very nice. I think I'm rack Judman on everything. I'll have to go. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. the, the first letters are all my names switched. Uh, so, all right, you guys ready for lightning yes. round? Let's do it. Questions. Yeah. All right, they're not like the last one. <laughs> uh, these are serpentine style, so I'm going to go uh, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same questions for each of you guys. Uh, all right, let's start. Uh, Eric, let's start with you. Uh, Eric, what is? Uh, ah, ah, ah. All right, ready. First question, Eric. When you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Cream and sugar. Cream and sugar. Very nice. Do you use any like fancy cream and sugar? Or just nope. like no. Just dump it. Just, can I do a side note? When I first moved in with Eric, he brought powdered creamer and powdered coffee. Ooh, and I sank it. Instant. I said, instant, instant coffee. Yeah, instant yeah, 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 yeah. Accountant says save money. Caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> it works, man. The coffee crystals. I've seen it before. Yep. Not on God. That's another move from back in a certain era. Uh, Jack, same question. When you wake up in the morning, how do black. you take it? Black. For sure. So this is a question we talk about on the show all the time. Did you always drink black coffee, or did you have to uh, work your way up to it? When I was in high school, it was when I first started <laughs> drinking coffee, and I would take it with cream and sugar. And then just after a while, like, my dad uh, just drinks black coffee, and he does it throughout all hours of the day. And, like, I just started doing it. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to put some hair on my chest and then figure yeah. it out. And now I just like the taste of black coffee. And you didn't get any hair on your chest. Yeah, no, I still, still, <laughs> still yeah. have it. As I get older, I'm feeling like I'm being shamed and where I should be drinking just black coffee. But I'm like, but I like the sugar on yeah, it. I like right. a little sweet. No, and like when I, I, like I first, it, it when I first started doing it, my mom would get iced coffees from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and the sugar doesn't like dissolve. It's just at the bottom of the drink, so you yeah. get a straw on the bottom, you just suck up all the sugar. Uh, let me stay with you for this one. Yeah, Are you ready? No, I don't know. Uh, Jack, what was your first automobile? Ooh, I had a Saab 9.3. Yeah, Saab? Yeah. Damn. It was my favorite car ever. And then it, it blew up. I was, I was driving to school one day, and then it just stopped on the hill. And uh, I, the most ridiculous. Uh, Holland Patton's on the top of a big hill. I live like two miles from the school. So I called my dad. I was like, something happened. The car stopped working. The whole, one of the pistons exploded. Yeah. And he goes, all right. So he stopped everybody in the middle of the road. He got in it, put the car in neutral, ran the stop sign at the bottom of the hill, and then coasted almost back to my entire house. <laughs> He's a wild, wild guy, though. I uh, My brother-in-law had a Saab once that he rented. And I remember he came up north, like, when we were driving around the Saab, and I thought it was the dopest thing in the world. My favorite car. Uh, Eric, how about you? What was your first automobile? It was a Hyundai Elantra. Hyundai Elantra, what year? Oh four. No, oh, come on. What oh, no, about no, no, the one no. before that? No, yeah. that was my mom's car. No, before the Elantra, <laughs> it was a 97 Mercury Sable. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. I called it the, the, the UFO. Because <laughs> it looked like it just came from the space. Uh, there was a time when I, my, I didn't have a great car situation. I had to use my mom's car. Yeah. And she had a, a PT Cruiser. You ever seen one of those? <laughs> great. <laughs> I only want to hear this if it had wood sides on it. True story. If you go down to Pizza Classic, yeah. there's a PT Cruiser out there. The purple that's one, my right? mom. No, that's a oh, gold one. Gotcha. That's my mom. She sold it to them, and they, she's the people who bought it. Is there it. delivery vehicles? Yeah, they deliver pizzas in there. <laughs> if so only they knew awesome. what I did in that car. Um, <laughs> if only my mom knew where I went. With we used to beat that car up. Yeah. Nothing, oh, yeah. Never, not, ever, not a scratch. We used to bring it to, like, backwood parties and everything. Uh, Eric, let's stay on you for this one. You may or may not have taken uh, your Mercury Sable to <laughs> Uh, what was your first live music event? It was... 
I think it was, I went to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes! Yeah, in Albany with my family. <laughs> yeah. That was the first live one. That's a really good one. That's yeah. a good one, man. Awesome light show they do for that, too. Yeah, yeah that's like a pretty yeah. tough thing to beat. Like, that's a good start for yeah. a show. But then what? the second one was Tech 9. Tech 9. Yeah. Very well, okay. <laughs> that's a good one, too, actually. Yeah. It's <laughs> super good. Yeah, Tech 9 was a good show. I'm from Trans-Siberian <laughs> Tech 9. Um, I'm trying to think of mine. Um, they used to do these concerts in the park at Holland Patton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Classified. Yeah, it was actually the band, the band classified. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they I were great. I thought the event for the longest time was called classified, <laughs> but it's not. It's the band, and they're awesome. But you so, just realized that right now. Right now, actually, and I worked at Saranac when they had yes. classified come. Classified was one of those things that like they've been around for so long, right? Doing their thing for so long, and they're very good. Yeah, yeah. that like it's. Like they just, they just, they're another one. They just get up there and out do for it. Them. They yeah. get out there and do it, and people love to yep. hear them yep. play, man. Just, just wildly talented. But like my parents wanted to go because they just wanted to go hear them. But they would bring us, and I was like seven, eight, and it would just be like we're at the park, go do whatever you want, and there were just like a hundred kids around, you know, like just some crazy situation like that. And then I think the next one that I went to was in. High school or middle school, I went with two of my friends. We saw um, Lil Wayne and Drake. <laughs> yeah. At, oh, dude, that was like the greatest. <laughs> that was like uh, old, old, terrible Lil Wayne. Uh, Drake, <laughs> Drake, rest in peace. Yeah, right. <laughs> Drake. No, but we had a good time. That was my first. Give me one book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Um, I just started rereading uh, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Really? Awesome book. Huh. I've read that like three times okay. now, and that's like a go-to of mine. Um, <laughs> like John Steinbeck. Every John Steinbeck book has a very particular, he has a very particular oh, yeah. style of writing. It's yeah. very singular. I always like that. I've, I love that book, though. Something about that one is mm. good for me. Uh, Eric, same question. Book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching? Well, I don't read books. I don't watch movies. What? And I don't... I remember we were talking about this Watch TV day. shows. All right. I don't... I just work on music all the time, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, so what album am I to? listening to yeah. right now? Uh, Kamikaze? Eminem's new album, yeah. I don't want to say that, though, since we already mentioned him like five times. And he was like, so how about the white person... The white rapper... <laughs> white rapper Eminem thing. What's the other one? The other one everyone keeps telling me I should get is like the new Travis Scott album. Was it Sicko Mode? Or Astro World. No, no, Astro no, 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 Sicko Mode's on it, though. That's the song. I did not listen to that. What was the one that dropped with Astro World the same day? Uh, Mac Miller's did. Yes. Mm. Mac, Miller's new album. Mac Miller's new album and oh, YG's. White rapper. <laughs> yeah, and Great. YG's. Uh, Justin Parkinson and Maiden Utica is addicted to that on, one Mac, me... song, uh, Mac Miller song, Downtown, or whatever it is. Which, uh, how does oh it go? Oh my god. I'm loading up Spotify. I don't want to say the wrong thing here. <laughs> I'll have to I'm pull it up for you. Um, he used it on one of the videos we made right at the end. I'm going to have to check it. I'll have to pull it up for you. I love, Mac Miller's one of my favorites, like top all time. While you're pulling that up, I'm going to go to the next question yeah. here. Uh, if you could have dinner. With yeah. any person, living or dead, who is not your family, who would it be and why? Do you want to go first or do you want no, me to go, go first? No, you got to go first. He's pointing to you. I'd do Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. I would have dinner with him. I think that would be a good one. I would say uh, Riff Raff. Riff Raff, <laughs> wow. This would be a lot of fun, I feel like. It's just insane. He, uh, I have so many stories. He's on a really excellent episode of the Viceland show, uh, Fuck That's Delicious. Yeah, the I saw that one, that's a, that's a good one. They went to the cool. Wiener Circle in Chicago, which I've been to. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's Awesome. My little brother is weirdly obsessed with Riff Raff, and he'll just like walk in the room and he'll be like, check out this thing. He follows him on Instagram and he's like the one person that my brother follows. And he pulled up this video. He was trying to be a WWE wrestler. Yes. And he was at Starbucks and he ordered the most ridiculous. There were like eight shots of espresso in this drink, but it was really like 5,000 calories in this tall cup like this. 
What, all I ever think of with Riff Raff is just, was it like tiptoeing in my Jordans? That's all I ever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to change it to James Franco. Franco! James oh. Franco. Fr- James Franco in Spring Breakers is almost like Riff Raff. You no, said, no, 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 just regular James Just regular James Franco. I have seen that, yeah. <laughs> he got sued for that, I think, right? I think he probably... He's probably getting sued all the time. And I'll have you guys come back together for this last one so you guys think about it. Uh, besides hip-hop, besides performing, besides producing, besides being a part of the community, besides reaching out, give me one more thing. That you guys, Eric and Jack, of the Bakery Music, uh, are passionate about. <laughs> Tough stuff, I know. <laughs> How do you just question. drop this on somebody like that? The last one, man. Oh, man. Um, Doesn't have to be something serious. It could be just something in your life you're super I'm into. Try, I'm trying to think of anything. I, I haven't done anything in months. I Actually, I'm, I really do enjoy traveling. That's something I'm super into. Um, this year, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah I really like, hate shut down. I'll stay in the same exact spot, no problem. <laughs> I, I like no being problem. in as many different places as I possibly can. What's no, next being, time? Being on the road is cool. Yeah. No, being I on the road like, is dope. Like, I went to... My sister lives in Montana. I think oh, the nice. next thing I have to do... I drove out there a couple of times. One of my friends was moving to Alaska, so he said he needed somebody. So he just dropped me off in Montana. But I have to fly out there, pick up a truck, and then drive back. And mm. That's like my favorite drive ever. That'd be cool. So I'm, right. that, I think that's one of the next stops. All right. What am I passionate about? Anything else you got passions for, my man? I'd say good conversation. Good conversation. That's Learning good about other people. Wonderful. And that usually when we have conversation, uh, it turns into me thinking that everyone's like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. Everyone is. I don't know if you've met everybody. I like psychologically breaking down people. That's what I'm passionate <laughs> for. Well, uh, within 48 minutes, you've probably broken down my psychology already, so that's all right. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, generic, Jack, I want to thank you guys so much for coming in. I want to thank, thank you guys thank for being a part of the downtown Get Down, being part of Handshake City, helping us out. That Again, great. That was great. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see all the excitement, to see the work you guys put into it. It makes me feel good because it gives me the, the vibes that I used to get when I was young yeah, uh, yeah. doing my yeah. music thing. You guys are much more successful than we were. No. <laughs> but, like, but just the idea, like, I, I love the vibes. I love how excited you guys are for it. I love Everyone comments on that, how yeah, happy man. we are and, have, like, just joking around, like, laughing about it's it. It's just all we want to do. Have really. a good time. Because it's easy. Because it's easy sometimes to look past the good parts, right? Even when we were, like, we were talking about the container park, but even... Sometimes it got hard to look past what we were doing because we get so right. caught up in like we gotta clean this up, we gotta sweep this up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they you say just, that about me all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta step back and go like, yeah, man, this is all right. Like yeah. we're we're doing something good and it's yes. working. Uh, and again, thebakerymusic.com. That's the with an A T H A bakerymusic.com. Yes. Yes. Thursday, seven p.m. Uh, they'll be performing in the center of the Floodwood set at Saturday Thursday. <laughs> An exciting moment. Uh, I'm really proud of you, for you guys. Very excited. Thank you guys yeah, so thank much. You. Thank you, man. Uh, always a pleasure. We'll be back to the show in just a moment. Um, like, wanted to catch up Go 
treading through our youth Cause we don't know how to go slow Getting goosebumps when you pull me in close Loving every minute, making ones with you count the most The bakery guys. <laughs> no, not, no, not the bakery guys. guys. No, the bakery not delinquents. No, no. Very, very polite guys. No, no, no. Teenagers are the worst. No, Parkinson's on a whole thing about teenagers. Thanks again to the lads from uh, the bakery music. That's bakery, uh, the bakery with an A. I had to make the sure that I put that. Yeah, T H A bakery music. Uh, and that's thebakerymusic.com. Check out all their Go stuff. Go check them out at the last Saranac Thursday of the year. They're playing in between mm-hmm. Floodwood that's before right. Mo Weekend, yeah, which I, is a, that's a big come up if, for them. If they just think our lineup was wacky and diverse enough, how about some rap in between Floodwood on mm. Mo Weekend? That ought to be you interesting. Know? Hey, listen, man, it's all fluid because these dudes are talking about like you know. Uh, even Jack was telling me that he likes like Floodwood and he likes that kind of music. So I think mm-hmm. if you go to their site too, what's interesting about what they're doing is they're much more full service than I think people give them credit yep. for. When people say like the bakery music. They think like it's a collective, like yeah, the Wu Tang Clan, But they're doing like full studio music production and promotion, and, like graphics. They're doing a lot of stuff. So check yeah. out the website; it's a lot more in depth than I initially knew about when I first met these lads. Good for them. They're out there grinding, doing their doing the hustle thing. I dig it. I felt a lot of weird like parallels to when we were younger playing in bands because there's like not a huge difference if you're like 
what kind of music it is. You're still out there sort yeah. of hustling the and selling that, yourself. Yeah, it's a scene, right? Yeah. Like, that's something, too, scene. is that you got, a, exactly young, what it is. You you got a young scene. music scene. And that's, uh, that's build what I don't the scene care what until it is. The, the trick is you build the scene until it inevitably becomes insufferable and yep. you flee the scene. Yes, then you yeah, the very collapses. fast. Yeah. About a 10-year cycle. Yeah. And probably back up and probably countries next, I'd say. Oh, Miss me with that country shit. So... Guys, uh, I've been holding off because uh, I'm a big proponent of when the summertime happens in Utica. It gets hot out, and like within the first couple of weeks, someone's like, "Oh, I wish it was like snowing instead. Like, yeah. This is worse than the snow." Or I feel, I feel, right? I feel personally like, oh, attacked. Do you I feel personally yeah, attacked you? right now? Are you that guy? Are you that guy? All right. Yeah, I would listen. I would take this. I would take a snowy day over a day where it's 102 degrees out with high humidity. I feel anytime, like anytime, anytime. Oh yeah. fair, anytime, every time. But I feel All like it's now. so yeah. rare up here that I'm trying the any sort of nice heat or not snow or cold. I feel like it's been oppressively hot for like three months. Yeah, that's all. Well, I was even just in Virginia because we were down there and it was wicked. It was brutal, like mm-hmm. just the heat and the humidity and everything. And I was telling people, I don't remember even in Utica or New York where we've had like the warnings like we did this summer where it's like check on elderly neighbors and yeah. don't let I don't your dogs that. outside that was multiple days in a row of being well, like that's be careful in this heat that's like, because that you don't remember it because it's new yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> new. the world is melting yes it's true and like people say whatever they want but like it's it is what it is like this yeah. is kind of the new oh normal. the earth is melted and frozen probably a few times over before and a we lot of people died yeah, yeah. Like, like everything died so the plants that's so the part animals, they always so my parents things about when uh, when people are like oh we're gonna we're, we're polluting the planet we're gonna destroy the planet i'm like no 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 no. the planet will be fine in like ten thousand yeah. years right it'll come back around oh, we'll yeah. be dead yeah we will save ourselves by saving the planet yes. do us do ourselves will continue to grow and, yeah. and thrive it will not be human so no. <laughs> um i will say though the point i'm bringing this up though is today on september 3rd uh, it is 89 degrees and thunderstorming. It's supposed to be in the 90s. Did for you hear that one thundercracker earlier? It wasn't even a thunderstorm. There was one, one crack, thundercrack yeah. right when the bakery boys came in earlier. Like yeah. when they were sitting yeah. down. I don't know if it was on I was, out, I was outside when they and had there was I just I was one go and it was huge it. Yeah. and rumbled. Yeah, because yeah. it was crazy. It's bizarre because I was watching the tree in the backyard sway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that thing looks like it's going to go right and then because uh, i was hearing cracking like i yeah. thought the tree branch was going it wasn't the tree branch it was lightning like no, it working itself out up of my or seat. thunder yeah um, but i will say now it is official i feel it's okay to say i'm done you can give me some snow back now or not even snow necessarily but i'm ready for it to be colder now i've given yeah. up on summer right now officially that, that, michigan lost in Notre dame so my whole fall shot so you know what it was after we had that storm the other day and the heat broke and it got down to like really cool for a day or two yes. and it was like 68 six, yeah. 68 degrees baby during the deal. day yeah. i was rocking on that day i'm like all right baby fall yeah it's time started dusting off some light fall jackets i'm yeah. just like it's time seeing to get people out on twitter doing the pumpkin spice thing they're like Already. oh now's the time it's like nah hell no you got nah, two more months shandy. at this band yeah. <laughs> I want a bring now. the shandies back put the pumpkin spice away <laughs> nah, Labor, Day, Labor Day is the unofficial end man it's fall now yeah. hey speaking of which I read something about this is, is pumpkin spice kind of over yeah, I, pumpkin was spice it, was kind of over. Like the, the the backlash started what a couple of years ago. Yeah, and yeah. so now people will still be doing it. But yeah, the backlash. Yeah. The, I think there's a backlash to the backlash now. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> it's tough to keep up. I think. See, what I I remember pumpkin spice like a couple of years ago, where they actually put the shit on the brim in like the what is it like cinnamon and a little bit of whatever. So yeah. they would actually yeah. coat yeah, your yeah, yeah. cup and then put your pumpkin. It's too fancy. Beer Are you talking specifically just about drinking beer? Beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> coffee is. I mean, pumpkin spice. With I've the heard they put it in coffee well. as well. Yeah. But uh. That's when it was really weird to me is when people would order and they actually like decked up like a beer and it's uh-huh. just like 
this is strange. Like this is this is a woman's. This is a straight woman's beer. I don't mean that offensively, but like someone. At, this oh, is bar. Edgy. This is mm. making like a cocktail almost. You know, like, I, I gotta be fair. Pouring in the cocktails are nice. Yeah, well, to be so, fair, pouring in a cup and slide it to me. That's all I want. Don't put sugar up in that brim. I don't want that. I'm like one of those crummy like people where aesthetics matter to me. Like I don't want a beer glass that's not like a pint glass. Yeah. Even if the beer that I'm getting doesn't call for it, like yeah, certain beers require like the round glass. I'm just like nah. Dad, give me the give the me the round, pint. Yeah, but the round tulip glass is a much stronger look. I don't like the round tulip glass. It's a glass. much stronger. I, look. I know a lot of people like it. No, a that's because you like don't. It. You gotta have a little more faith in yourself. I drink wine. It's very European. I would drink wine out of a, a, a straight glass as opposed to a wine glass, like a like a uh, like a Scotch glass. Almost. I thought you were gonna say out of the bag. Yeah, that's that was woods in... people stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought right. you were gonna say out of the bag that was inside the box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just slap the bag and drink it. We'll rip the box open, suck the bag dry. That's that's <laughs> that's how you know you're a true upstate New Yorker. Go to a Buffalo Bills game, run into a McNamara, and play slap the bags. So yeah. It's a real fun game with uh, with the frenzy of bags in front of a any of game. the McNamara boys will. Do Anyone it. will do. They're all fine. Bigger than the last. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Tour de France or whatever, where you have to like just down the bags and get on a bike? It's oh, a very dangerous God. game. To be playing, so oh yeah. sounds dumb. Oh, it's not a good idea, that's for sure. Um, I actually, I, I'm, yeah, I'm ready for it to be cooler. I'm done with the heat. Uh, I think I've lasted long. I think September's about fine, though. Once we get into September, now I can't believe it's already September. Though October's yeah. my favorite. So, yeah. like, I love. I'm, I mean, my birthday's in October. I was say, I was throwing a personal a little bias there. Well, you uh, hate your birthday. You don't even make a big deal about your birthday anyway. I don't so. make a big deal about it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. I enjoy my birthday. I look forward to it, but, like, I don't... Resting I, in private. I don't need... <laughs> I mean, just, like... I don't want to be... I'm not always comfortable with being, like, the full-on center of attention and having people, like, doting and having this whole big deal made. Mm-hmm. Jesus I wouldn't never minded mind. it, apparently. I don't know why you can't be more like him. What? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> doesn't mind it. You should be more like him. He, Jesus would burn these fucking modern Christians <laughs> to the ground. Drinking a pumpkin. <laughs> if you're in a pumpkin spice. Turns your wine in a pumpkin spice. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> if it turns out that Jesus is a real guy and he comes back, these modern Christians are in a lot of trouble. As somebody who went to Catholic school and is no longer practicing but is red enough, they're in trouble. I'd be pissed if I was Jesus too because there's years of birthday gifts that people keep having birthday. a birthday. I know, but it's still, it's where's birthday. all those gifts? I would like there's to owe you a log back of all these gifts you've been what? celebrating on my birthday. Backlogs? Yeah, back backlog Christmas. I still like October. Gifts. <laughs> I still like October. Uh, well, for me, see, this is the problem for me. As a grad school student, I'm back in school this week. Yeah. Or last week. Yeah. Like, I'm... Goodbye, social life. Goodbye, anything. Like, I'm, I looked at a lot of the stuff that I got coming for the next, like, month and a half for grad school. I have, like, 40 hours of, like, teacher observations I have to do. That's so that, 20, mean, that means oh. you got to stop going out boozing and partying all the time. Drinking yeah, bag. notoriously <laughs> boozing. No more slap in the bag. <laughs> no more slap in the bag. Um, it's funny, though, the way that, like, because I'm in class now. with a, I'm, a, I'm a grad school student, right? And I'm in class, though. When, you, when you're in smaller colleges, sometimes those classes are shared. Like, yeah. I'm in a class, it's a 305 slash 503. So some of the kids are undergrads, some of the kids are graduates, and the graduate kids have a different syllabus, right? So I have more work to do than the undergrad kids. And you're all in the same room? They're all in the same room. There's only so many teachers, right? Yeah. Um, the problem is that, like, being in a room with undergrads is hilarious because watching undergrad students, like, study as opposed to, like, graduate students study is, like, one of the great joys of my life, right? Because all the graduate students are, like, my age. They're all, like, 30 and they're, like, paying money out of their pocket for this. They're thinking about it. Like, I really got to take this, like, very seriously. Like, I'm going to answer all the questions talking to teacher. 
And the undergrads are just like rolling in in their sweatpants, just like, uh, did you get the book? Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, borrow your book today? Yeah. I'll figure it out. I got till next week to decide if I want to drop this class <laughs> or not. So it's like a really interesting dichotomy. Uh, yeah, mixed classes. You ever gone through a semester without buying the book? You done that before? I tried to do that as okay, much as seemingly so possible. I'd here's how they, out to the library and do like the thing there. Here's how they get you now, because what I do when I go get books, right? I had nine books to buy for two Ugh. classes, right? I spent fifteen weeks. What a scam! What a scam! Yeah, I spent two hundred dollars on nine books, and I had to do it on Amazon, buying them used and getting them shipped. Yep. So I really hope they're in like today yeah, or tomorrow, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but honestly, like that's um, like that's the big crux of it is like trying to find a way to like because well, here's what they do now, right? This is the scam they get you with certain classes, right? Yep. We'll say, like, you have to get this online course. We're going to do all our homework, and all the book is going to be digital. And it's going to be on your computer. But it costs money. And it costs money. <laughs> yeah. And there's no used Amazon version that yeah. I can scam for $10 or $15. Well, because I don't care that somebody highlighted it. Those right? books are also written by the guy teaching the class. That's a whole nother scam. It's just like, oh, you have to get a book. It's mine, by the way. Here's the link. Here's, you know? this, this was the ultimate. This is my favorite one I've ever had in my life. I had an economics teacher, okay? And the economics teacher gets a book. That she has to teach to the class. Yeah. Right? That is an economics book. But there are different schools of economics, like what you believe, because it's like politics, right? Yep. There's different sides to each thing. So it's very clear the professor of the class doesn't agree with the views of the economics professor who wrote the book. He's a comic. So there's a very basically. like, well, either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I'm not going one say the other, but like, it's very funny because she's like, well, uh, you know, this is what he says. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's just like, well, then why don't you write the book and then make that your book? Because, yeah. like, are you going to teach me this book? Or? Here's some straight economics. <laughs> write a book that you make your students buy while you teach the course. That's economics. Now you're making cash. No, the true college model is to make the kids write a whole bunch of papers, then take the papers yeah. to write a book, and then publish the book with the kids writing. Yeah, like, oh, these are my yeah, students. They, they can't even all get the work. When they're in school, too, they probably can't even... That's the move. Being yeah. a professor they is They do a lot of that. That's scam. the medical and scientific research within colleges. A lot of these kids are doing that legwork for free because they're property of the college, basically. That's why I'm trying to do the legwork to work in the public schools, because I'm trying to work on the ground level. The I'm not ground. trying to do the... I'm you not trying you're to, the only one, probably. The only one. Swinging that pole. So. <laughs> That's why he's doing it, because I got nobody else. No one else is doing it. it. Well, hanging for a it. It. I'm going all the way in. All, all the way ready. in. I'm ready. Was any city you can find? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yes, yeah, so I'm back to school. Uh, the heat is up. I didn't have too much else. Anything on your guys' uh, plates? How about stressed out? I think you should be stressed out. You should drop out of school and go try to play quarterback for the Bills. Peterman starting. <laughs> Do you want to? Peterman okay. starting. Peterman well, is starting. They said it today. I just saw. Yeah, it. I saw that. Uh, so let's get this. Uh, since we're at the end of the show, uh, this seems like it's going to be something about American football. <laughs> it for is for everybody who. Oh, it's more of Bills bashing versus football appreciation. So, so I can do some Bills <laughs> bashing. Yeah. For all uh, for all you American football fans out there, this is the week. Thursday yep. is the NFL starting, uh, and Kevin gets frustrated with me because I have a weird. I, football is very low on my list of sports. If there's sports that are being broadcast live from devices Sam has access to, yeah. he gets uncomfortable <laughs> if he doesn't broadcast <laughs> them to his multiple screens. That's true. It's like any almost any sport. A- any sport, right? Yeah. So like, like twenty five hours in the Marble Olympics. Now the Marble Olympics yes, were amazing. The Marble Olympics, but it's the sport say, being yeah. broadcast. Uh, but we but need more Marble Olympics, by the way. That's what we need. The, I, I got to look that up now. Once you get off the thing, I'm going to check YouTube. <laughs> no, make your case. The point is, like the NFL is here, right? Yep. And you know, in our private times when we're talking about stuff, like when we're not on you know, in the camera, we're watching soccer, we're talking football. Yep. We're all kind of down on football. Kev, you've never been a huge football fan. We give no. you a, 
like a hard time of being a Falcons fan, which we don't even think is really true. I, like a I, I enjoyed the Falcons for a brief amount of time when Madden 04 came out because I was very good with them. Yeah, yeah. Vic, Ryan yeah, Vic, pre-dog Vic. Yeah, yeah pre-dog fighting. Plus those sick black jerseys. Number mm-hmm. seven always looks nice. Yeah. And, you know. I think football is interesting, though. It's back. People are very excited about it. My dad's very excited about it. Like, my dad already texted me today. My stepdad being like, oh, Peterman, what do you think about the Bills? Even though I'm kind of down on it, it will be on on Sunday. And I, it's one of those things that's become such an institution on, like, television yep. and, like, American life. that I feel weird if it's a Sunday and it's a football Sunday. And you don't Sunday, watch four games. And it's not even on television. like Because a lot of times we'll be sitting in the living room and there's nothing on. Yeah. If there's a live game on, it's like, all right, I guess I'll put it on. It does right? become, like, like, background. Well, last year we had more fun with it when we were doing, like, uh, the plus. You know, like, pick your pick your winner or whatever and then getting the point difference. So it, mm. you just pick one team per week and then you can't pick them again, right? So I might have a vested interest because I picked the Seahawks. We should week. do that Otherwise, again Otherwise, I wouldn't week. care. We should do the losers this time. Who's going to lose by the most? Lose pick the, yeah, you want we got to pick the losers, not the winners. So what I'll tell you is that when football season starts, it means a couple things to me. It means hopefully we're getting ready to watch the Yankees run deep into the playoffs because mm-hmm. football has started, mm-hmm. and it means very soon the whole world will be better because the NBA has started again. Yes, yeah. and then sports can just... finally come up off their off season because the NBA is the main sport. I agree, and that's all there is. They need to this, do a total Bellas type of thing with the NBA. Just give them a reality show in the off season and just let us got, watch them. Like basketball wives, they've got Twitter. No, I don't want the wives. They've I mean, I just Twitter. want all because basketball season, the drama of the mm-hmm. trades and the free agency. Then basketball starts. You're like, eh, I want more trades and drama. We are, <laughs> like, give me a reality show for this. If I'm gonna get real off on my sports fan markdom over here, uh, <laughs> this coming up, this stretch between uh, September and I would say the beginning of January is the best sports yep. block of the year. Like, just this section. Because you got baseball playoffs. Yep. Uh, for, for Premier League, we're four yep. weeks into the Premier League season. It's just starting to get yep. good. College football. College football. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, NFL starting. Basketball rumors starting to get swirled up. Like, there's a lot of cool sports yep. stuff that sort of combines around this time of year. I really like the NBA Christmas games. That's like a big one yeah. for me. I really, should, yeah, dude, I'm so sick of watching the shit next no. play Christmas Day games. See, That's I think, but it's hilarious because then you know people like Sam... Are like oh maybe will it maybe maybe Christmas this year miracle. maybe, maybe yeah, this year we'll have the Christmas miracle exactly you know what I think the NF I think the NBA should lean into it and not play any games until that day that should be Christmas opening day, day. I've been saying yeah. the Christmas yeah. day should be opening day I've opening day. I think Simmons wrote a column about yeah. that too when he writes about how he changed the league so so they're not playing so many games because yep. you know guys still do get injured a good amount in the NBA and like they take better care of their bodies than anybody. Um, start it on Christmas Day. Make yeah. that opening day and just start with like the four games, like eight. The I was a uh, supporter of kind of almost like the English thing with soccer. Is do the NBA like almost like uh, Champions League, where the first half of the season is just a pre-tournament? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And just and if you win that tournament, you're automatically Did locked you ever the playoffs read, at the end of the year or something. There's like that, an old know? article that was like Grantland or maybe even before on page two that Bill Simmons wrote, and he called it the like Bill Simmons NBA entertaining as hell tournament, and it was a tournament set up for the last two eight seeds in yep. the playoffs. And he wrote this whole article and thought it all out and the way it worked. And it was one of the most interesting things I had ever read. And I got done reading it and I was like, this would be the the biggest thing in sports. I mean, this would be the coolest more thing in, ever. More in-season tournament type of thing. No one cares about the regular season. Strap a trophy up there. Call it whatever you want. The... Uh Will Chamberlain Championship or something, and then you just win it in December. And I it doesn't the, mean anything. I love the regular season because know? my team is, is finally going to be competitive again. And that's it's be a nice. stretch. Talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. What, what do you mean that's a stretch? Com- what's competitive? They're going to be a sixth seed in the West at best. I think that they have the potential to be as high as a, if I was feeling brave, I'd say two, but I'll say three Ooh. seed. 
Ooh. I'm just saying. Ooh, I don't know. I'm about just that. saying. I, really I know like, you don't, but you I will. Like, I just really like you Houston. Don't. Houston just picked up Brandon Knight too as the backup there, which they had. Some, like I think that's going to be a little. I think Houston's going to be really. really that's you think Chris Chris Paul and Harden are your guys? No, uh, no. All I of think, a sudden, no. I think they're going to be really good. I think Brandon Knight that pickup because Paul's always hurt, and they got a that's guy true. who's like 16, 17 points a game, eight assists. They're going to hurt losing backup. Trevor Ariza though. Losing Ariza is going to hurt for that team. He's yeah, a pivotal role. That's true. Now they're on a full NBA preview. They got play. There's no defense in the NBA, anyways. Ariza can go anywhere. We should, you know, what we'll do. Let's do some homework, and we'll come next week. We'll tag an extra section on the end of the podcast. It's just like NBA preview. We'll get it like a month or something. But you know, and I I hate to talk about it again, but like it's. I was talking to a friend of mine who didn't understand why I liked sports. She's like, you don't seem like the kind of guy who'd like sports. That was the that was the quote, right? I would see that. You like sports more than your public persona would let on. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. And He's I wearing think, a Bill shirt right now. This is not a Bill he shirt. He gets so oh, whatever. if you call it a Bill shirt. Uh, a, there's a Bill on Okay, okay. No one can see this. It's bad radio. <laughs> uh, the point is, um, I what really appeals to me about sports, and you'll you'll understand this part because we've talked about it before, mm. sports and like live event television are the last bastions for things that are only good in the moment. Right. I am not a fan of... Of watching a sports re like a, yeah, a like recap of the never, yeah, yeah a DVR I'm not even an hour later no not even an not hour later me. just tell me what happened I'm yeah. not gonna wait an hour sports and is so visceral and so live and it's one of the few last things on like television or in media True. that has you miss it's it, something you miss it, it's yeah. something we yeah. say about wrestling as well it's yeah. just, it's one of the things that I think people who like wrestling like about mm-hmm. it the same thing there's live stuff happening once it's happening mm-hmm. it's happened yeah. yep. You and missed even, it, you missed it. But even wrestling is like a live, is like Saturday Night Live. It's live theater. You're doing yeah, a live yeah, yeah. scripted yep. performance. Mm-hmm. The NBA or the uh, the NFL is a live event with no script that could go multiple ways in any Tell which way. Tell that to way. David Stern and Tim Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Theoretically, there's no script. Did you not watch the Super Bowl? That thing was rigged. It was rigged. Every time the Patriots win, it's rigged. No, stop Because they're cheaters. They are not. Well, that's my passion. David Ortiz did steroids. So did half And the nobody ever said to the Ebony's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And then he never answered for it. Yeah. He'll go in the Hall of Fame. So outside yeah, he of probably just, will. Like, yeah. He'll sneak in like a sneak. Outside of just like meathead stuff and catching balls, touchdowns. Like the, I do but like... That stuff is fair. That is fair too. It's <laughs> that all fine. stuff is all right. Uh, outside of that, uh, I think that the actual like live aspect of sports is really what appeals to me. Well, like, and I, I think that's fair because like as you know, we, we tease and like I'm not really a football guy and I don't like football and I really don't. Um, I don't like I would never go out of my way to watch yeah. it myself if somebody else didn't have it on. But I've had great times watching the game live with, like, if you got, like, some beers and some wings and a bunch of people yep. who really care oh, yeah. about what's going on, yep. it's an awesome time. Even though I don't really care, I can be like, all right, I'm buying You got to start gambling. Like, I'll watch this. Yes. Yeah, I was like, I with a bunch of really good gambling ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I got to talk awesome. to you once we're off the air, actually. I'm only going to give me two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, too, the other one about, and I'll say this for football, too, even when I'm, like, Sometimes I'll hate watch a football game, especially if it's a bad game. But like, look at these yeah. scumbags, these scumbags with the stupid. Well, that's the Peterman thing. Is like, yeah. how the hell are these multi-million dollar businesses and Nathan Peterman is going to play? You know, like, even what that terrible profession I picked. If this dude can go play quarterback for the Bills, I just made some bad choices. Also, at the end of the day, there's something very visceral about like even if a game is trash, if I see a dude just like a quarterback drop back and just whip the ball downfield. I'm engaged for like yeah. ten seconds. Like, what's going to happen? Is this guy going to catch? Like, there is a there is still moments. I'll tell you what's going to happen. 
A commercial. A commercial. No, or yeah, a, a, commercial. Pass, a pass interference call. A pass interference. They'll All go to commercial. Now They'll go to commercial right. while they review the cameras, but then when they come back, don't worry, you didn't miss it all, because we're going to continue yep. to review the cameras. While an ad's in the box playing a commercial. <laughs> That's right, folks. The NFL is back, 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 I feel like, back, on a final note for that, is their biggest problem is I think people are waiting... They're, the rating, it's good for, it's bad and good because people are waiting to see all the stupid new rules and all the mess ups and the, like all mm-hmm. the things everyone hates about football. They're, they're watching to validate that, right? Like, oh, yeah. the new rules suck. I want to watch to make sure they, they do suck, right? Like that one's not a penalty. This one is. So like, they're in a weird thing where I don't know if as many people are watching because they love football, but they're watching it because they just want to see if this is going to like, these new rules are taking so much it's- attention away from the. The actual game of football? It's not going to matter. I'll tell you why. It's the only sport that has a built-in day of the week that people assume the sport. It's like it's ingrained into like our television and cultural. Like Sundays are for football. Everyone knows Monday night means wrestling. That's why we're going to leave the studio here. We're going to end right here. Uh, very, very quick. Give me a recommendation you've been watching for something for the folks. Uh, I just started Ozark today. That's what took me a minute to get down here. It's actually like... Way better than the first season. I thought the first mm-hmm. season was heard a lot. Eh, so Ozark yeah, season, two, season two. Yeah, okay. season two is really good. And for where they came from, season one, I was because that doesn't happen a lot with TV. Usually get all of it right in the first season where they're trying to get it made. Season two is so much better. They should have mm. just started with that. But Ozark was good. And then on on my rides back and forth because of the travel, I've been listening to a podcast and turning the same. Oh. Um, but Criminal it was called. Mm. I need the murder mystery thing. I got to nice. hear about all this creepy you, stuff. You do love a couple good mystery. new Netflix shows for that. Yeah. What murder mystery stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I blast. Um, I, the Staircase is one more recently. That yeah. one was pretty good. Um. I've probably said that too. Wild Country was really good. Did you get around to that? I yet? haven't seen Wild Country. That's, you that's, saw Evil Genius? Oh, yeah. Evil Genius was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Any recommendations? Um, I watched the movie It Follows the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a movie came out in 2016. People were talking about it was one of the best horror movies of the year in that year where like, The Witch came out and like Get Out and a few other big ones. Um, don't go in there expecting to be scared to pieces and don't you know expect to have like your mind completely blown apart. But if you'd like to see somebody do a great interesting, fresh, dreamlike take execution of the horror genre, definitely a good watch. And it chips in, like, I think a little bit under an hour and 30 minutes yeah. on Netflix, so there's no reason not to go watch it. Uh, and your boy has got one or two episodes left in the second season of The Good Place, which they just Still, slipped on I Netflix. I don't get it. Good for you. The good, I'm glad the you good, like it. I'm glad it puts you in a good place. has spun out in season two. Yeah. And... Well, it's gotten like better and more interesting the way it's written. It's also gotten less engaging somehow. Yeah. If that it's makes a, sense. It's a. I. I There's so much extra antics and shenanigans that you can't like focus See, on. See, that's the reverse anymore. of the Ozark, where they kind of yeah. more seasons, more weird. Got to build characters. Got to do weird stuff. I'll say this about the Good Place: they never cling too long to any one thing. Right, yeah. they they are very brisk with how they move through the show's universe and the characters and the storylines. They never linger on things too long. I, I feel like. like that's to their detriment. You think so? I feel like that's the problem. Is like it doesn't matter paying attention what's going on because at the end of every thirty minute episode, they're like, "Oh, everything you knew is different. Yeah. And now everything's this way, and now we're this, and we're these people, yeah. and we're this simulation." It's like well, none of this matters. Yeah, that's you the Chuck Norris. Uh, the Westworld well, problem. I, yeah, no, it's Almost. Walker Texas Ranger originally, but I. 50 Walker, minutes. It's, 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 it's like the West World of sitcoms. The good place is sort of like the West World of sitcoms. I appreciate that you're doing a good job of something here, but uh, it's a little too clever for its own good. Sometimes I do think the performance. Yeah, uh, I think that dancing, dancing, and Kristen Bell and the rest of the cast, mm-hmm. whose names I don't know off the top of my head, are all very good. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that. that's true. 
All right, uh, that's it. Uh, Heather will hopefully be back next week, unless she's still camping. Never know. Uh, uh, dude, I'll trust Heather. Do not camp for a week; you'll hate it. <laughs> uh, Justin, thanks for coming in. We no appreciate problem. it. Thanks for everything. Handshake City. Yeah, it's it fun. You guys too. I think the, it's one of those things where uh, I was telling to Katie and probably even you guys, it was hard to go around and make sure everybody knew individually how much we appreciated everything. So we can do a blanket coverage of everything. But you I think the people say, who you know don't should remember. know. But you don't probably remember this, but you did like very aggressively. I was just going to say, if you want to get set amount of one of my favorite moments of Handshake City, I genuinely mean the same of the night after we played, and you came up and climbed me like a tree, <laughs> and gave me a big old hug and a kiss on the side of my head, and you were just so happy yep. like, to have watched Never seen happen. you guys play together, never, even, never seen Kevin play, I've only yeah. heard Sam sing at some shitty bar when he wouldn't do Rod Stewart, which oh. just like, I almost yeah, but he ruined crushed it Come and get your love. Oh, he did, yeah. No one was there to watch you. I just, remember just you just coming outside. Like a real, creep, real creep, just sitting I there. remember you <laughs> coming outside yelling, we were like, did you know he could sing? I'm like, yeah, bud. <laughs> That's what I said. All these people on Twitter are like, oh, he sings. I was like, oh, you should have been at the Valley Brook or whatever it was. We've have blown your mind. We've ironically is the truth. <laughs> we've, gone, we've gone way over here, but it's funny. I've gotten so far away from seeing every time Justin comes on the show this afternoon. We'll yeah. We're like, ah, we're just going. I've been in the woods. I got no, a lot to say. It's no, it's funny. I still, to. Uh, <laughs> I still assume that people knew that I could sing. It was surprising. Same. I had yeah, a lot of I people who were, like, I had Devin and Nicole came up to me after, and they were like, I didn't know you were like a musician. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. You would. Yeah, and know. I guess no, yeah. I thought if you about, met yeah. me anytime like less than. Nine, ten years, yeah. you probably don't know. All right, follow Justin at Made in Utica uh, on Twitter and go to MadeInUtica.com for all the exciting Handshake City news, current oh, Made in Utica stuff. Know something? I'm done with Facebook. I'm done. I'm not really? even checking it anymore. Yeah. I'm out. That's the only way people can get a hold of you. I got a burner phone now. That's true. <laughs> you don't pick up. <laughs> you picked up for me. Uh, That's true. Uh, I only got 500 minutes, Kevin. I got to use them accordingly. You're not You there can yet. get more. <laughs> uh, Kevin at Believe underscore. me, I'm not calling you. Kevin Follow Sully. my brother on Twitter. Big underscore Saul <laughs> underscore Inc. If you he's need... much better than I am on Twitter. He's amazing. Oh, by the way, he's looking for you, Parkinson. Oh, oh I need to pick up the We'll rocks. talk when we get a yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll get him. Uh, I'll follow the show at Cast. Instagram, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, Stitcher, Apple, Pod- Apple Podcasts. We're taking no over the web. Uh, sign our humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. We'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. Boom. That's it. Boom. It's a big, big episode next week. 168. 7. 168. Oh, I'm just taking a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can't even count. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. You're not coming. <laughs> <laughs>